Recording now? Yes. I always want to do that. Merv. <laughs> <laughs> so why did you want number 27? Uh, Weird Al Yankovic. Ah, I forgot about Weird Al Yankovic is, um, if in music videos he had, he had number 27 in backgrounds, the lyrics. Um, I mean, like I actually passed summer, I was lucky to get seat number 27 at his um, Strings Attached tour. He's still going hard, eh? He actually had a full symphony orchestra performing with him, 41 piece. What? Yes, including the triangle. <laughs> Jesus. Um, how close does he come to here? Like, did you have to go? Uh, I had to go to Calgary for that show. Calgary. So okay. it was two shows. Um, they had an evening three o'clock matinee, and then the eight o'clock uh, VIP access. Oh, right on. Yeah, I was VIP for the second show, and it was awesome. I mean, like I've seen him. This is my ninth time I've seen Weird Al Yankovic. Holy crap! Um, the, you know, yes. Uh, so I work all um we had VIP I bought tickets as soon as they went on sale like literally the second they got on sale I was like I'm gonna grab seat 26 and 27 <laughs> and so uh, I bought those and also I was like you know what they just announced a, a second show in April in for Calgary because that first one sold out quick so I said I'm gonna buy the crappiest seats in the house. So the full experience of having the crappiest seats in the house to the VIP front row center. Hmm. Does he ever explain why the number 27? Uh, he's just thought it was a nice even round number, apparently. A hmm. nice even round number. Um, yeah, he did an interview back in, in, in the 90s that he said, um, one of the people asked, why the number 27? Because he's like, it's a nice even round number. And I'm like, everyone's like, it's not even even around. <laughs> yeah, it's not. A, is it? Is it a prime number that's not divisible by anything? Uh, three and nine. Oh, yeah. Nine, eighteen, twenty-seven. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, it's just strange because... Yeah, it, it was it was funny. I'm like, I was um, kind of happy when they had the number 27. And um, as I was laughing at it because I was like, I've seen them like nine times now for Weird Al. And even in the videos? Uh, in the back of the headline Newsweek video, it, um, he actually has the kid coming out that like, uh, went to Singapore. It says Gate Twenty Seven in the background of the video. That's something cool to slide along all along, and like, and, well, people notice the number twenty seven when um, the music video "This the Life" it shows him now serving sexy lady number twenty seven. In the background, there's a little ping sound in the background with the sign that has number twenty seven, and. Then, a few months later, a few years later, like a surgeon came out and now serving number patient number twenty seven. So it's all the way back to the eighties when way he started. Way back to the eighties when when he had started with holy with, 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 yeah with the number twenty seven and, and fans noticed it. They're going like, Al, what's with the number twenty seven? Why are you always having all the videos? And so it just went from there. It's so now like every twenty seventh customer gets a ball peen hammer free. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, was it originally an accident out of the start, or is he always kind of? It, it, it was just a thing. It was like the like something just people just have to know. It's like why it just happened to be in two videos and yeah, now two it's, videos and people go like, oh, why, why is that there? How can we get twenty seven of the twice? It got a life of its own. Yeah, yeah that, it just went off, and then he's just like added to everything he had into his videos, songs, lyrics, and concert dates. I mean, like I was when he actually had August twenty seventh last year. He actually had a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Oh, jeez. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Um, he, and he still tours, hey? Because he's got... What yeah, is he? he like, he does tours. He just finished the Strings Attached tour like last month. And um, he did 61 shows, I think it was, or 64 shows. Hmm. 
What's the last big like? Does he still do the parody albums? He, the last album he had was the the Kitty Mandatory Fun, which is was um, the, the the it was the first comedy album in fifty years to actually hit debut on the number one spot in the Billboard. Holy! Yeah, well, yeah. he was always so specific, and no one has ever done what he does, right? Like, I know there's other. Not parody artists, but there are comedy artists out, out, acts that are out there. Yeah, there's comedy, I get. But the specific, I'm going to take your exact song. And I'm assuming he's getting permission from every single one he of these people. He always does. And I've never seen an artist give permission to someone else to no. do a parody. No. And his parodies don't come years later. Like, they're still pretty relevant. Like Yeah, like the, yeah, the, like a surgeon and all that stuff. It would be and like... And actually asked him to make a parody of that song for him. Like, can you do a parody of Like a Surgeon of Like a Virgin? Yeah, she actually... <laughs> a parody of himself? Yeah, no, she wanted to do, like, can you do a parody of Like a Virgin to Like a Surgeon? And Weird Al was like, at first, he's like, he doesn't take suggestions. But he thought that sounded good, and he went with it. And she's like, she was happy because Madonna was like, I want you to do a parody of my song, Like a Virgin to Like a Surgeon. Hmm. See, I never thought that someone would approach... Him, yeah, yeah usually it. he goes and asks. He would ask his, "Can I do this?" Uh, Prince is one of them that has refused. And um, Kim, who did the "Live and Let Die," the original was Paul McCartney, and then the remake was Guns and Roses. Yeah, but but he went to Paul McCartney because Paul McCartney is not a he's a vegan, and he wants to do a parody of Chicken Pot Pie. Ah. <laughs> and they said he said no to it. Just because chicken. Chicken part, yeah. He, he said, nope, you can't do it. I'm not letting you do a parody of my song for food with meat in it. And so I'm sorry, you can't. Such a weird reason. To- uh, Coolio was another one that kind of said no to it at first. But when his Gangsta's Paradise took off huge because of the parody of how much Paradise went, it was huge. They were actually cool. The weird all said, I can finally stop wearing that bulletproof vest whenever I go to the mall. <laughs> <laughs> But there's got to be a point where Weird Al asking you is an honor, and it's yeah. got to almost be a sign that you've made it. Nirvana was yeah. actually one of those bands that said, "You know, you made it big when Weird Al Yankovic parodies your song." It's true, though. Yeah, like parodying of your song. Like last year, about actually, literally yesterday, a year ago, Crash Test Dummies came to Regina. Did they? And I went to the show, and I'm sitting like they had an after show interview. You can meet up with the staff or the the, the cast or the the band. Don't that. mind me; I got to turn my ringer off so I don't. Get you, you you can um, you get to meet the band, do pictures with them. And I said I waited twenty four years to hear you guys sing headline news. I mean the humming song, and they <laughs> burst out laughing because they knew exactly what I was talking about when I said the the headline news. Like because like oh my god, some people actually remember that weird out parody. It's like. Yes, I'm actually so glad to see. Like when I got you guys to see you guys, I was like, I get to finally see you guys perform the song live, and the real song, <laughs> and the, the the real version. And my sister looking at me like, Junior, are you singing the headline news version of the song? Says, yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how many songs actually people think of the Weird Al version before they think. Quite a lot. I do believe quite a lot of songs will get. Or did he make anybody famous off the parody and then they find out there's actually Coolio, a... Coolio, I don't believe, was like the Gangster Paradise didn't do that well, but then... It was attached to a soundtrack, I think. But yeah, like the otherwise... The Hedgehog actually used the Coolio Gangster Paradise in it. 
Did and, it? Yeah, Gangsta's Paradise. If you listen to Gangsta, the, if you watch Sonic the Hedgehog, the new horrible colored uh, live drawn one, whatever kind of crap. They oh, the up. new CGI guy. The CGI okay. one, yeah. When they had that come out there, they put Gangsta's Paradise over it. So they actually re edited the video and put Amish Paradise over the video. <laughs> it actually fit better. <laughs> I just remember that because that trailer came out and there was so much backlash about how. Sonic looked yeah like that they changed it they put teeth on him like Sonic Hedgehog has teeth <laughs> see and I have like the old yeah, remake of the, the Genesis Sonic system has. and yeah like even my son still likes playing Gen- the old like Sonic games and stuff like that but yeah like I never I don't know I'm not we're in that age where everybody's offended by everything, and it's like you oh, got yeah. to you got to like, change this like, for I'll me. Sue you or yeah, you yeah, got and snowflakes and yeah. And this. But for there to be a backlash about how Sonic looks to the point where the studio completely redid it and changed how the Hedgehog works yeah. and looks, that's insane though. Yeah, because like if you don't do this, like I'm tired of mother snakes on this plane. <laughs> they actually <laughs> had to add that in there because people actually said that. In that in Stakes on the Plane movie, and they actually had that. So he actually had Simon Rock Jackson said that live to reshoot that segment there to say that in the, in the movie. I'm tired of these snakes in this plane. We actually had to say the other part. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to swear on this or not, but uh, th- this is rated R. You can go nuts. Oh, nuts. <laughs> okay. So I'm tired of motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. When they said they had, Samuel Jackson had to say it, he wanted to add into it, so they added it. I thought that was always part of it. Like I thought, no, it's been so long. I thought that was in the trailer when, it, like, when the trailers hit for snakes on a plane. Yeah, I thought that was in the trailer no. with it bleeped out. No, no, they actually had that. They reshot uh, that segment there and had him say it because the the internet decided to want to make a joke about it, saying this is funny. You should do this instead. This oh, probably would have been way way better if you would have said this line instead. That's crazy. Is Weird Al still selling out everywhere? Um. Yeah, the show I went to, the second one sold out, and the third one, uh, the first show before that was so maybe 300-ish seats still left, but it was announced quite late before the first show was, like, still announced. I mean, like, he does sell out, like, he's selling, like, it's, like, the Center of the Arts Center type of theater. Because you, you want the orchestra type of feel of theaters, yeah. not just an auditorium with a... He's not Stadium Rock. It's yeah. not. It's not Stadium. It's not Garth Brooks Stadium Rock. It's yeah. not um, the Egodome or something like that. It's a performing arts center type of deal that they want. More intimate feel too, right? Yeah. I feel like he really wants to take care of his fans too. Like you said, he has meet and greets after or the VIP experience. Yeah. And I bet he's more than just like a handshake and a fuck off, right? So no, no, Weird Al is a kind of guy that likes to meet and greet. And when I told him that I was actually play Laser Quest many years ago about 27 years ago I said Al at this first time I met him in the concert I said Al can I use your latest album title as my latest quest code name and at first he looked confused at first and he's like yeah sure so I actually got Al Afluza from Weird Al Yankovic and that's probably what year was that album? Uh, 93 yeah the only thing that I kind of wonder is there was his songs that were the direct parodies and it's almost like he took the background music and recorded over top of them but his music videos to me is also just because of the outlandishness of them right um 
and music videos really aren't a thing anymore. So I was just kind of wondering, the most of the people that show up for him, are they like our generation that just remember him from the 80s and 90s from when music videos was still a thing? Weird Al is to everybody's generation. Like we had kids in strollers at the show to grandpas with canes at the show. That's amazing. I mean, like it's not just a one-shot genre. He's not a niche market then. No, okay. he, he's, he's like... He'll make a parody of the latest Britney Spears song to Backstreet Boys, and, and or so he's actually the first artist he actually parody was Billy Ray Cyrus, and then you got like Kyrie Jepsen. Many years later, yeah, who's also Cyrus's daughter, I do believe. That's funny. And what so, was his first one? I remember like a surgeon. Uh, no, My Blona was his first uh, parody. How far later was Eat It? Um, the 80 came out in 84, I do believe, and My Blonde came out in 76, hmm. 78, I think. Yeah, because he's been around a long time. Yeah, and my yeah. dad owned all of his dad's polka albums. Because uh, okay, I'm, I'm from. Stop you right there because Frankie Yankovic is not Weird Al Yankovic's dad. What? Yes. I thought he was. He is not. No relation whatsoever. No. Uh, Nick and Mary Yankovic are Weird Al Yankovic's parents. Frankie wonder, Yankovic has no relation to So did everyone just make that assumption assumed, because of the polka? Everybody assumed that Frankie Yankovic, I'm like, I just love this because it was like, that's the, the look on your face right now. You're like, well, no, that's because that must be one of those men, like, you know what a Mandela, Mandela effect, effect, yeah, right? the Mandela. It's like, it's like, and it's like, you're convinced it's a fact or that it actually it, happens. It's legit. Like, we're no, like, and I swear not. that Frank it must. Yank, because like, oh my God, Frankie Yankovic is a great accordion polka legend. Oh, yeah. And then all of a sudden you're like, we're Yankovic. Hmm, Yankovic, he plays the accordion. He's got, and he be, does. He has a polka aspect to yeah, some of his he, stuff, right? He does the polka and all that, and also it's like it's like it's got to be one of them. Like that's got to be like that's got to be like how many Yankovics can there be? <laughs> yeah, like no, no, they have zero relations to each other. Really? Um, the only time that Frankie Yankovic and Weirdo Yankovic performed together was at the barrel, the beer barrel polka, and they actually had Frankie Yankovic and Weirdo Yankovic collaborate on that song. Yeah, so then that's either a giant assumption because I swear I'm not the only one that thinks that. Yeah, no. Um, so that people, is totally a Mandela effect where yeah, it's just people think that, oh, we're all Yankovic accordion playing. Because yeah. in my mind, it's there's like a whole story that it's because of his dad's career that he got into it and that's why he's going. And he also pays homage because of the polka. So now that whole thing in my brain is a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> I just. Blew your mind. Yeah. So, no, no. Weird Al Yankovic is not related to Frankie Yankovic. Well, that's um, just... Nick and Mary Yankovic has an only child, Weird Al Yankovic. And, um, and that's, like, that's not how it went. Like, everybody thinks, oh, Weird Al Yankovic, Frankie Yankovic. No, it's not. That's so crazy. I'm sorry, but... No. Diehard Weird Al fan here that knows quite a lot. No, and I like <laughs> that he's still touring and still going, oh, yeah, right? Like, for stuff like... Because, yeah, 80s. And Michael Jackson, for him to be the most popular singer on the planet, yeah, to give out the rights to Beat It. At, yeah. And it wasn't very long after Beat It was a video. Um, but see, the, the thing I liked about Michael Jackson, he actually allowed Weird Al Yankovic to use the exact same set that Fat was recorded in. Or Bad. Really? So, for like, Fat? The, the, the subway... From bad was the exact same subway for fat. It looked like it's, some of it looked shot for shot. It literally is the exact same same set, and they for like several people think like, oh, 
it's Michael Jackson got because all the weird owls parodied fat and then he parodied the idiot. So now weird owls like it's like he's just relying on Michael Jackson to come up with songs so that he just parodied and he become the, the Michael Jackson parodist. No, he went out to grab the other artists to just no. And Michael Jackson helped with other stuff. Um, oh, I can't remember the artist, but the song was um, "Somebody's Watching Me." I think, and Michael Jackson sang in the back of that. Like he actually did help other people. Yeah, he he he, he helps quite a lot. And, and um, he did that duet with Paul McCartney. Like I don't know. In retrospect, you would think that someone who's the king of pop and like the most popular singer on the yeah. planet, hands down, you think that they wouldn't be so open to either collaboration or giving their song out because I feel like Fat didn't come very long after Thriller was out as an album. Yeah. Like no. it felt like all of his music videos, whether it was Fat or like a surgeon. Um, most most videos are his are a direct parody of the video itself. Yeah, and pretty closely after that, it's still relevant that people are entertained by it. Yeah, because if he would do fat eight to ten years after, who cares? Because Thriller's not nobody cares about it yeah, anymore. It, 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 and I don't know if it was pure luck or he had that kind of timing or just the way he planned it. Everything he did was still relevant when he was doing it, like Amish Paradise, because. Yeah. Gangster's Paradise came out. It was part of a soundtrack, so it got a little bit of play from that. Yeah. But like you said, Amish Paradise would probably overshadow it in the end, but it yeah. did come soon enough that it people still had the the real one in their head, right? Yeah, as soon as you hear like the, the start of the song, like, like and then Weird Al Yankovic starts singing the Amish Paradise lyrics, you're like, oh, it's not Gangster's Paradise? What is this? <laughs> and I know he takes a lot of flack because everybody... Well, not everybody, but people always kind of scoff and they're like, well, I make up words for songs in the shower every day. And they I'm kinda, not famous. <laughs> yeah, like I can do that. What's so great about him? But it's when you think that no one else has done it and succeeded ever. No, no. I mean, like he started in high school and that's how he got his name was because he it was weird and weird. Yankovic in high school and university. He did this radio program and and he had the the access to recording equipment and, and he wanted recording songs through university. No, and it's brilliant. And it's just I always find it funny that especially when he was in his prime in the eighties and nineties, everyone knocked it and they're like, I can make up lyrics for a song anytime. But realistically, he's making full albums, he's making full, like you said, music videos that are almost dead on ringers like for the for original and then it's almost fun to like that's different that's different that's an all or the 27s like you said throwing yeah. in and stuff like that um don't mind me i have to move the mouse once in a while yeah, yeah it's shut down <laughs> well yeah pause program there we go oh, yeah crap. please no and it's just neat right like there hasn't been anything like him and how it's become an honor to have him do yeah, it to parody your 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 stuff i mean like to have you have Weird Al Yankovic parody something that you did, and like you said, if Madonna went out of her way to approach him, that's almost brilliant on her behalf because, like a virgin would run its cycle, people wouldn't think about it again. But oh wait, six months later, here's like a surgeon. People are thinking about her music again too, right? And, and the funny thing was, if you ever been to a Weird Al concert when he did that song the first time, there was the comb bra. <laughs> the comb bra incident. Well, at one point, he actually had this John Bermuda, the pianist, would be wearing his comb bra. It was like the cones were like three inches, two, like six inches long. And they had these little 
pom poms hang off the end, so you actually swirl them around, spin the tassels, <laughs> spin, yeah, spin the tassels, and <laughs> at one point he's like. Pulls out a power drill, ties the pom pom to the end of the drill. It like turns it on, and like the tassel spinning through the air. He just got tired of like spinning the tassels around. And it's brilliant to think of stuff like that. And it's for a for him to be known as a comedy act because I think a lot of people want to be known as like serious artists, right? Yeah. And for him to be like he's the premier parody guy, and yeah, he has been conference. Yeah, right. And no, I can't think of any comedy music except for maybe what's Jack Black's band uh, Tenacious D yeah they would be the only other, but they're not parodying stuff they're just doing goofy shit just, right? yeah, just. but still like what's another fun goofy but I, it's not something I go looking for either right no, so no, there's 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 the comedy bands like from Saturday Night Live that does the parody stuff but it's kind of like their stuff not necessarily a parody of a direct person or band they're just kind of like the genre of the they're going to make a fun of. Yeah. And what came first, Jack Black or Tenacious D? Like, was he already famous when that was... I think Jack of... Black kind of was, was first, because right. I, I, I don't know, remember seeing Tenacious D first. Yeah, so right? Weird Al got famous off of being Weird Al, right? Yeah, like, it's his go. music, his projects. And it was always super cool. And I have friends that live around here that were probably at all the concerts around when you were. Like, he seems to have this cult following that... Like the diehard Weird Al fans. Yeah. Like, or the close personal friends of Weird Al is what the group was originally called. Is that what they, yeah, they were, the they were, fan club they, was they were, called? They were, they were called the close personal friends of Weird Al Yankovic. So yeah, and that's more personable than like the fan club of. Yeah. You don't feel like an, it's. Yeah, yeah. We're, like, we're like like the concert goer people that go yeah. the shows. That's super cool. Yeah, no, I've I've seen Weird Al nine times, and uh, over how many decades? Um, the first show was '93. Wow. Okay. And here or here in Center of the Arts, he did the it was the Al Can tour he had, and I went to the show. I got front row seats, went bought tickets when they went on sale, and that's and, when you had to wait in line. And when I went to the show, a front line, uh, yeah, we had to wait in line, which was. Strange back then, back in the nineties. Well, there's no. Well, there's there no, was internet, but it was, was internet, shit. But there was not Ticketmaster. I don't think Ticketmaster. You could have phoned, but the phone people would probably. I'm assuming they only answered the phone if there was no lineup. Yeah, but there was like it was just crazy how like I went and got tickets to the show, got front row, and the next thing you know, the show's over with. I'm getting ready to leave, and people are like, "You want to come and come and hang out for a few minutes?" I was like. Sure. So he basically, the, the, the manager, the stage manager or whatever, grabbed random people from the audience and says, you guys come here. You come with us. You come with us. And you come with us. And he just picked random people from the audience. And it's like, we're going to do a special segment with Weird Al Yankovic. I'm like, this is cool. I'm going to do a special segment with Weird Al. So apparently there is a much music road report with Weird Al Yankovic. And there's an actual YouTube video on me of me online with this segment. It's the Weird Al Road Report, the hardcore fans. If you look, I remember YouTube, that because I had one other friend from the show here, Darren, Larry. I can't remember, but it was one of my. I used to live in Luther College back then, and I had a friend that went to a show in the early '90s for him, and they said something about 
filming something for Much Music after the show. Yes. So was, you were probably in the same I, I thing. I was he in was, that scene. Okay. But I yeah, was, it was like him with all the people behind or something. Yeah, weirdo. I was on, a, on, on the dock, the loading dock. Yeah, absolutely. And, and there was a big loading truck beside me and I'm wearing this. I had the same jacket. That I, still ha- I still have that same jacket I wore in that video and the shirt. There's like, there's the shirts hung up on, on my wall of fame of weirdo stuff. Have you ever gone looking for it on YouTube to see if that I promo did you have it. I, f- I found the video of the of the of seg- that promo of that promo of the it's like it's like Weirdo Yankovic's like hello we're in the city of vagina here which is French for the home of the really big chairs and it shows Weird Al sitting on this giant monster sized chair about like eight feet tall he looks like a little doll in this giant <laughs> giant chair. <laughs> So yeah, they had that segment, and then they had the after show. It made Speed look like a slow ride to Grandma's house, hmm. with some of the lines from that I can remember from the the interview or the segment. That's and cool. Was it on YouTube then, or how did it's, you? It's on YouTube right now. Huh. I'll have it's, to go track it down. It's on. Um, it's the Weird Al Road Report. Um, the hardcore fans. I think it's episode thirteen. Is there a lot of his stuff documented on there? Um, yeah, he has all the things like from Sydney. Uh, the, the the Sudbury Ontario the big nickel we're like we're in Calgary can you oink like a pig <laughs> yeah that thing was, was hilarious they actually weirdo would walk around through downtown Calgary asking random strangers can you oink like a pig and some ladies like oink 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 because <laughs> 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 yeah, another thing that another lady had to start laughing with she did that part like a snoring sound yeah she's actually <laughs> snor- snoring like a pig and like weirdo like <laughs> Okay, and then he walked away. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's super cool, though. I like that he's still ripping around. Yeah. So nine. So you said ninety three. Ninety three, and then he did like ninety eight, ninety nine, two thousand two. I think two thousand five, two thousand seven. Because uh, he did the Queen CDX. Oh right. He did Queen CDX twice, and both times, as soon as the show ended, he was like, "Thanks for coming." On his tour bus and gone. He's going to like the Texas the next for the next next day show. Totally. Yeah, he he was like no autographs, no meet and greets after. No, no like, extra encores. Nothing, no. nothing. It was just like thank you for coming out. We love you. Goodbye and then good night and then left. Hmm. I've only seen that once. Do you remember who um, Ashley McIsaac was? Uh, violinist. Yeah. He. I used to work at the state downtown for all the live shows right and so he came in and it was right i think he had done the devil goes to georgia or some the devil i can't remember i'm yeah, mixing the, the jamaica or something like that he but he had a few hits on much music right and so when he came through he did his because i guess on their agreement they play for so many minutes right yeah and it's like he hit that amount of time and it was so funny because he was playing his most famous song and he was like whirling away at it and one of the strings broke and I've never seen this in my life he just kind of got the band to keep like the beat and the bass and everything going he reached he reached into this leather jacket pulled out a string and he sat there and I watched him like restring tune up his violin and then finish the song but the second the song ended he like walked out because everyone expects encores yeah like Like, what concert I've never been to a concert that hasn't had like you play your normal set and then you do your really famous songs for the yeah, encore. Yeah. But he did his most famous song right at the end of whatever minutes he had to play. And then it was over and he walked out. And so everyone's sitting there chanting like one, one more, more song. One song one and more he's song, like yeah. already out the door in a limo on his way out of there. Yeah, like, Bye. Thanks for coming. Yeah. And so then everyone's kind of looking around kind of dejected like. Did he did he seriously leave? Yeah. Is it's he... like what kind of motherfucker doesn't do an encore? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> 
This is lame. I would have got a 90 minute show. I didn't want like another 27 more minutes. <laughs> so yeah, like I can't remember if it was 60 minutes or what, but it seems like his set was exactly a certain amount of time. Yeah. He didn't go over or above or below or whatever. And he just was like, these are my songs. He got derailed a little bit by having to restring. Yeah. And it's like, bye motherfuckers, gone. Yeah, I and did my, I got paid for do this amount. I didn't get, not getting paid overtime for this. So I'm going to go and see if next venue. Yeah, and I've worked concerts for bigger and smaller name people that will hang out and drink with the people after. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I work at the casino and I... Get, I guess, yeah, you would see a lot of that. Yeah, I got, I got lots of, like, cool backstage, backstage passes access because I work in the casino and I get to see the acts. I mean, like, we've had um, the Trailer Park Boys come in. And I know the Green Bastard is one of the characters in there. And I almost ran over with my cart. <laughs> yeah, and my, my my sister's kid there. He's like, Uncle says, Yeah, I would have killed to love to be like that close to the Green Bastard. Like, how cool is that? Which and one's like, the Green Bastard? The huge, big wrestler type of guy. Did he get added in later seasons? Uh, I'm not. I'm not really sure. I'm not a big Trailer Park fan, but they have to perform that night, and and that's hmm. one of the characters. Like. He's he's come out of the, the the green room. He's like, yeah, I'm on my way to the elevator right now, and that's when I almost ran into my, ran into him with my car because I'm on my way to the elevator just as well. He come walk away yeah. his cell phone. He's like, I'm on my way to the elevator. We'll be up on the stage in about five minutes. Hmm. Yeah, well, he must be a later season because I just know the core characters like Ricky, Julian, Bubbles, Mr. Leahy, Randy, and then J Rock, which was the guy from Jonathan Torres. He had like a talk show. He, he was on like This Makes Sense or some other. He's been on a few things, but he was like. The goofy white rapper guy <laughs> that thought he had a rap career. <laughs> like what? I met him. <laughs> uh, what years was Trailer Park Boys? Probably after. Well, uh, I'm not sure. Eminem I mean, was like, late '90s. Yeah, with I, without no without me. I, mean, I, I, I think I think Trailer Parks might have came out in '97. But it may have been a parody on him because it's all in this trailer park yeah, and there's this he one. He is the White Rabbit in, in in Eminem, isn't he from like Eight Mile? Yeah. And so, yeah. That's the only real major characters I know. And then I think there's some other... But I've never heard... What was he? The Green what? The Green Bastard. The Green Bastard. He must be later on. But I think yeah. all eight, nine, ten seasons are on Netflix. But I don't know. I watched it when it had its initial kind of... It just looked hilarious to see this guy in a great big giant, cute of a guy in a bright rider green singlet the wrestling outfit on <laughs> and I'm like yeah I'm on my way to the elevator right now and also I come around with my cart and I just run into him with it and I'm like oh oh the elevator's that way guys go ahead <laughs> you're late go yeah um, I was in there in the summertime for Joel McHale um, I was actually not there for that time I was, it been. seemed like chaos um, his flight was three hours late oh jeez so the shows, it's like pre-show 6 or 6.30, and then the main guy usually goes on at 7, 7.30, right? I don't know if that's always the thing, but that's yeah, what no, the you, tickets yeah, are. They have warm-ups yeah. an act, a warm-up act for like half an hour, and then they'll have like a 15-minute break, and then they'll have the main act will come out. Yeah. And do the, like the 90-minute set. And it's funny, so we went for dinner, so we had dinner there, and then we started walking over to the show lounge, and then all of a sudden, there's a lady standing at the front, and she's like, he hasn't even got on a plane to get here from BC. Oh, Here's a bunch of vouchers to go, go gamble for go, free. Go, go play for a while. Yeah, yeah, so we turned around, gambled away that, and it was smart on them because then we spend our own money to keep gambling, right? Yeah, I mean, like, and so we threw money in. We go back. He hasn't even, he's still in the air. Here's some more vouchers. 
And this is already an hour, hour and a half after he was supposed yeah, to start. I mean, like it's kind of tough to have a flight come in. So I don't know how many people kind of like this is just like a hop for them because even because bef- I follow him on Twitter. And so even before he had landed, he was already trying to find. I don't know why a he had, he was trying to he goes, are there any amateur pilots willing to fly me to Montana tonight? I'll pay for the gas. And I thought it was a joke, but no, he no, had... He legit wanted a, a flight. He much. legit wanted the fuck out of Regina, like the second so that his show was over. As soon as I flame my last note, guys, I'm out of here. And he was another one of those that... But him, I sat... Because he was still okay funny, but the opening guy was 100 times funnier. Because yeah, he was well, from here, and he yeah, told... Mostly the acts that we have. It was a guy from PA, so he told all this like relevant Saskatchewan humor yeah, about like, getting drunk, doing stupid shit. like Driving his unbowing down to Tim Hortons. <laughs> right, yeah. He made references for that. And then Mikhail comes on, and you can see him checking his watch, and whatever, and same thing as the Ashley McIsaac story. You could tell that he was like, okay, I started at 10 to 9, I've got to go to 10, 15 to... To hour. meet my contract, yeah, I don't know how obligation they, of one hour yeah, performance. And yeah, I'm for here. whatever. And um, they didn't even have that intermission, like you said. The the like, PA guy was talking, and all of a sudden he's like, uh, "And here's Joe McHale," and just handed the mic off. Yeah. So they just kind of because he didn't want to fuck around, and he just and he gave such a I don't want to say bad, but he talked about like American, yeah, American, American stuff, American uh, relevant stuff, right? And so. At the end of the day, I'm like, like and for and for eighty bucks a pop, yeah. I mean, it all of a sudden I'm like, well, this didn't really feel like it was worth it, it especially with him like, bye, whoosh, gone, right? Might drop. I'm out of here. See you guys. Yeah. So catch this. <laughs> I don't know how many people that come because now that the state's gone, I noticed that and the pump's gone. The, yeah, the pump. What the it, pump is now a um, it, it it got shut down, and they sold it to some monastery type of place. I is think. it a church? I think so. <laughs> yeah. I think I think to really wouldn't they have to burn the pump to the ground to really yeah, remove yeah, to, to, to sanctify the ground. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm that's the phrase I'm looking for. Yeah, to make to purify the you earth gotta, gotta of purify the, the of bless like the soil <laughs> 30 years of sin from the pump because there was a shooting there in the last year it was open and a friend uh, of mine from that I worked with the BP's got caught in the crossfire, right? Like the craziness of this but, place. But, but yeah, I mean, like, you got so many different... Now you got, like, what, Gabos, which was Stabos at one time? <laughs> I still call it that. <laughs> it's still Stabos? <laughs> yeah. And, um, Didn't somebody get hit by a train outside there, too, because the tracks are right there? Well, yeah, I mean, like, there's tracks of alcohol and trains. Don't mix that well, I guess. <laughs> and yet we have a railroad running right through the middle of our city. Uh, apparently there, there was talk of they might be actually removing the rail yard from behind the casino. I think there's been talk of that for a while. Yeah, I mean, like I'm the thing. I, I was kind of the Ring Road trains on the Ring Road is is, is at like eight a.m. or at five p.m. One of those things that is like the pet peeve of the North Saskatchewan Regina Purse drivers. <laughs> That's the thing. You have to add: is there going to be a train to my commute? Yeah. And am I going to catch it at the engine or the caboose? <laughs> and, and, and the thing, the rule is: the train will go super slow. Stop, back up, 10 cars, drive three cars forward, back up, 10 more cars, drive three cars forward, and then creep along, stop, stop, then back up, five more minutes, and then drive forward, then go, go, get to the end of the the, the line, 
stop, back up, and get back ten more cars and drive off. And well, you have to give people that kind of feeling of hope of like I can see the last I can car. See the car coming. It's the coming. last car is in front. It's coming. It's coming. And, and, and fuck, it's <laughs> and it's backing back. up. Oh, there it's back. Why is it backing up? Why are you going that way? <laughs> it's not like it has to parallel park. Oh, yeah, parallel. Yeah, park. I don't understand why we have that stupid like that cross on, on Winnipeg. Yeah, I just. There has to be a point where you can throw enough money at C at CP, yeah, at CP Rail to get them out of here. Can, can you move the track or put a bridge there? Or is it worth it to build an overpass? I think I think put an overpass just like the one on Dudney. Like we just paid two billion dollars for what is it two or three new overpasses to the towards South, Winnipeg, South, right? Yeah, so yeah, that, that is some weird ass road work they got out there. Just that one swoop to the yeah, right it goes, it goes from, and up, and then and like you like my mom's like. When did they put this in here? I know. It's I don't go that way very often and it's I went to go visit my mom the other day and I haven't gone east in years. Yeah. And all of a sudden it's like these big winding looping it's overpasses. Like, it's almost like this like is this the outskirts like 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 a downtown Denver it looks like right now. <laughs> well, I don't know if they're expecting this. Well, they were I think there was a boatload of accidents at the White City where people were trying to get across to come in to their jobs. Oh, yeah. And so at one point, I think they lowered it to 70 or 80 kilometers an hour at White City, and which and it's a highway, right? So what? So I get why they have one at the one end of White City, but then there's that other loop that I think they're going to end up connecting it to Ring Road to and Ring just Road, not yeah. even coming near Regina. Yeah, there's that one that's going way south. Because there's a new movie theater out there now, yeah, too. Yeah, the Landmark Sim was actually opened up on October 4th. So just not, not that long ago. Like last week, they opened it up and... Um, there were Normanview Cinemas actually put out a advertiser saying, "Come to Normanview, get a free small popcorn with every movie." Because hmm. like, oh, now you guys give out the offer, like make it a large popcorn, make it worthwhile to go to Northgate. What's a small popcorn? Like a handful? Like 20, <laughs> it's like twenty-seven dollars for like you save twenty-five-seven dollars on the concessions apparently. <laughs> Jeez, but I remember when the North one opened. It's when Iron Man. No, maybe not. Maybe it's older than that, but I remember when that opened up. Now this, and then the South became a graveyard. Yeah, the, the South. And so I don't even want to know how empty the Southland is now. It's relatively dead. Like they had Southland, the Golden Mile, Rainbow Cinemas, which is Golden yeah. Mile, and then they have Normanview, and they used to have cinemas. There used to be the one in the mall down the, the escalators, down, down the escalator. and there used to be the one across from where the BK is on yeah, Albert. The, the um, that Paramount, I think it was. was yeah. It? Because when I moved here, those were the two. It was the two downtown. Yeah. The, and there was nothing. I used to live in the south end, and I watched them build the south one. And that was the big fancy one for a while. But that would have been 1998, six, six, seven, seven, six, yeah. somewhere in there. And then it went down because the north one was built, and it's the, the fancy the, one. The normal view, which got like the big comfy chairs and, and the big massive theater screens. And, yeah. And all of a sudden, like, so South And that's Land, when 3D we, became a thing. And then Southland remodeled there, so they got the big comfy. They got the recliners, so yeah. Yeah, like, the, I've been to that one a few times. I like it, and I really don't care if it's the biggest, fanciest, like, high-def experience of my yeah. life, and I don't even like 3D movies unless it's something that's really... Like tons of action that yeah. it matters. I mean, like, yeah, I can't do the 3D. I'm part blind, so okay. I, yeah, I, I can't do the, the vision of the 3D. So I'm kind of out out of that league there. One guy's like, "Let's go see a 3D movie." He's like, "Yeah, can we watch something else?" Because I can't really watch because I can't see. Yeah, and for some, it's not even necessary. No, like, like, unless you really want to see the bloody hatchet come flying at your head. 
and but that was the thing when we were kids and they had the red and the blue yeah, things. Yeah, the the, 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 the the glasses. Yeah, the legit old school 3D glasses. When movies were made in 3D, yeah. they would make specific scenes where like that the axe. killer would throw the axe towards the camera and you'd feel like you had to duck. Oh my God, it's like, yeah, somebody's, oh my God, this is, it's coming my way, I gotta duck. Right, so now 3D movies, it's the, like, they're not making themselves 3D for the sake of like we're gonna have specific scenes that make you like jump or dive or no, whatever. No, whole movies in 3D. Or you think you're gonna get blood on you? Yeah, you're just watching a movie with like, depth. Like the car chase. Oh my god! Like that car's coming pretty close. It's like he's driving on the driving Miss Daisy. That's what he's doing. It's <laughs> like it's not even like scary. What? Why we got this? In I think 3D? you're onto something with driving Miss Daisy 3D. <laughs> <laughs> What's find, around? Just find a whole bunch of really mellow dramas and convert them to 3D. Yeah, well, like Steel Magnolias. Hey, <laughs> fried green tomatoes, fried 3D. Green tomatoes, yeah. Um, you went with Kent on his WrestleMania big, tour. Yeah, uh, Kent and Wade. Yeah, Kent and Wade. We both went. Uh, the three of us went to WrestleMania. Because um, it's funny. The only I used to have a laptop. Like when I told you, I laid my computer out and had two tables here. Yeah. When I was recording with Kent, that's when my laptop fried. Oh, we were, yeah, we actually, were, I watched that. I, I watched that that episode. And um, yeah, we were talking, and it just ends. Yeah, it was like because my machine just flat out died, like, and I'm like, like two hours into the show, I was like I guess we're, it's a good thing this thing is over with now. I guess I don't. Need, I haven't even listened back to see if it ends in like mid sentence or if no, it, it, it ended. It like it was like my laptop just died. It's a good time to end this program, I guess, and then the show ends. Yeah, good because that was funny. But um, it's like, that, that, it's like when they do talk about WrestleMania stuff, I was like, oh god, I can't wait to hear this episode. Like, yeah, that was pretty much it. It was stuff that I wanted to go to WrestleMania, and that was New Orleans, right? New Orleans, yes. Yeah. And I loved every event. I mean, there's 13 venues we went to. Um, we had um, was the Shimmer Wrestling and stuff like that, and they had uh, the Bloodsport. With the UFC fighter guy, they had Bloodsport, and some of the matches were hilarious. I mean, I was killing myself laughing. Kaija Big Battle, which was a Japanese uh, foam costume bodysuits that the wrestlers were wearing, <laughs> like the sumo suits. So, so no, 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 not sumo. It was like it was like somebody came out with like a Godzilla type costume, <laughs> and they had like Godzilla, like they had like buildings inside the ring, and it was like Kaija Big Battle. Godzilla would fight some alien ant guy. And they actually have a wrestling match. It was a, the Dust Bunny. It was an actual guy dressed in f- hairball fur type of. And every time you got slammed, dust would kick up all over the place because he's the Dust Bunny. So, oh my god! <laughs> and the, like, like that the was, forethought that would have to go into all the little details of that. Like you yeah. said, like Godzilla. So the, we build a little, little city. Little, little city to, to, for and Godzilla. did he trash it? Yeah, they, he, he he kicked the buildings and broke boxes. Of, it was like the, there were covered boxes with painted buildings on them. I was just laughing. Like, when we walked in, there was like, you guys sit wherever you want. You can sit ringside. You can sit on the ramp side there. You can sit wherever you want. Just sit where you want. There's like general admission tickets. You can sit where, like, if you got there oh, so first. so it's not assigned seating. It's okay. not assigned. If you got there first, you can sit ringside, right, right beside the ring. Nice. And so while we, I was like, you guys go grab concession stuff. I'm going to grab seats for us. And so we actually, I grabbed the, the, the seats by the, the ramp. So how many other companies had shit going on that week then? There was lots. There was like 13 shows. WWE had Raw, SmackDown, NXT, WrestleMania was the four from them. Then you had Ring of Honor, I think was there. I not, not, not really sure it was Ring of Honor though. But they had some wrestlers from Ring of Honor. 
There was probably indie shows with big yeah, name the, guys. In, yeah, indie shows that brought in wrestlers. Like, I've I've seen one guy wrestle like three matches in three different programs. Yeah, well, so if he you're wrestled, in the town, make the money, right? Yeah, so he like he wrestled one match, and three hours later, he comes out. He wrestles a second match for a different comp- promotion, and three hours later, he comes and wrestle a third match for another promotion. And it's like he went over almost every single time. <laughs> Just book yourself crazy. Wasn't yeah. there like WrestleCon or something? Yeah, I went to WrestleCon. And was I, it WrestleCon? Yeah, because yeah. they usually bring in a lot of like yeah, the old yeah, 80s. Jake the Snake. They yeah, was there. they had uh, Jake Snake actually got into a fight at the at the show. <laughs> was like, he clean and sober yet by that time? Um, I, I wasn't there to witness the fisticuffs, but all I heard was like Jake Snake punched somebody out. He's a big fucking dude. He's huge. He's he's like six, six five, six five, six. Yeah, I think he was Hogan's height. Yeah, Hogan's 6'8", I think he, he was. was. I think so. Like, I'm 6'2", and I'm giant of a guy myself. And, like, I just barely qualified to be classified as giant. And so I went to WrestleCon. They had Razor Ramon. Yeah, Scott Hall. Scott Love Hall. it. Yeah, he was there. Then Jake Snake was there, another big guy. Um, Ron Simmons. He know, came through here. He came, yeah, he came through here. With couple, CWE, he came yeah, through he here. Yeah, he came Wrestling Elite. He came through there, and uh, Ron Simmons and Hacksaw Jim Duggan were two guys I wanted to meet. And Jim Hacksaw Duggan. Jim Duggan, the winner of the first ever Royal Rumble match. Look at was, you flexing your knowledge. Uh, yeah, yeah. He, he wanted. He's <laughs> like when I when I said it's Hacksaw Jim Duggan. He's like who? You know the guy that wins the Royal Rumble, the first one, and also like first one would have been what eighty nine, and uh, it was in Halifax. I'm just trying to remember what year. Because yeah, we were at the 30th, yeah. Because this was the 30th anniversary, yeah. I think. So yeah, yeah. So uh, when I said that, Doug, Doug is like, he pointed me like, okay, I like this guy already. <laughs> it's like, so I got to meet with Doug, and he autographed a two by four. Brilliant. Yeah, for me. So I, easy like, marketing. Just yeah. go get a bunch of two by fours, cut up at uh, yeah. Home Depot. Yeah, cut, cut, well, what does a two by four cost you for promo material? Probably yeah, not a lot. Not much, but yeah, I got that sign from him. He was huge, and the way I understand it is, he was going to be in line for a potential title run. Yeah, was like the the best. But guy. then he got caught with all the drugs and yeah. driving with Sheik. Yeah, and that's was uh, the thing that kind of cost him his shot. And he's like one of the, the better wrestlers that didn't get a title shot. That he was so have. popular. I got, and then Ron Simmons. Damn. Damn. <laughs> it's like this would make the perfect. You want one thing would make the thing perfect? What's that? And also I just stopped and then Ron Simmons walks on camera frame, looks at me, looks at the camera, back at me, back at the camera, and I was like, Damn. And I was like, I actually got, so doing the interview with the WrestleCon, because it was my first WrestleCon I've ever been to. I've been to Mania twice. It's my second show I've been to. Oh, nice. And um, they wanted to do an interview with me, so I did the interview. Then Ron Simmons walked in on us, and it says, damn. <laughs> That's funny that he's known for that, and Not and, and no. the APA, and all that and stuff. Farouk and and uh, Farouk, but no one remembers that he's... He is the first black NWA champion. Yeah, he, NWA champion. Yeah, he won the, the title first. Uh, yeah. So like he broke down a lot of barriers. Yeah, but he, he was a big jack guy. Yeah, he, he was, was huge. I mean, like I looked tiny beside him when I was doing the interview, and there was like so many times I was like, oh, I probably could have been a wrestler. Like I'm like, oh, look how big I am. And, like I don't know. Those the wrestlers were huge, and that's the thing, and that's the Vince McMahon mind the, the, frame. The is mentality, he, uh, yeah, yeah, he wants them to like when they walk through the airport. You should be like 
fuck, that guy's big. Yeah, well, like, who's that? I was like, but then there's times I disagree with that too because CM Punk's one of my favorites of all time. Yeah. And I'm bigger than he is. Yeah, and CM Punk or Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan's a little guy. Uh, Seth I, Rollins looks I seen normal. Bryan wrestle at WrestleMania in the one in New Orleans. His first show back, which is was that was, that was amazing. That entire sh- it was long. Um, it was like eight hours. Oh, fuck. Yeah. I didn't even. Well, the pre-show had two battle royals, two, two, a cruiserweight belt, and, 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 and yeah, the cruiserweight division. They had that trip, and threat. I think they had something else. There uh, was like two battle royals and two matches, probably just a throwaway U.S. Yeah, title was, match because yeah, it feels it was, like uh, the U.S. belts. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was uh, uh, I think no, Rollins was won that U.S. wasn't it U.S. title. Mm, I don't even know if Rollins has ever had the U.S. title. Ambrose had it a few times. Yeah, Rollins, no, Rollins is Grand Slam champions. He has actually won all belts. He has? Yeah. Huh. That'll the, be... He opened that WrestleMania, right? Yeah. Because he had the dragon costume. Yeah. The Oh, oh man. When, when, when Shinsuke Nakamura came on there, I was like, this is the moment I've always waited to hear Nakamura's music live with a massive audience of like 40,000 Singing plus. along, yeah. And everybody just seemed like... Oh my god! I can't wait. This is gonna be so cool. And also, his his guitarist came out, and and she just it was like Van Halen's. No, nope, Nita Strauss. She's Alice Cooper's private. Alice Cooper's, um, yeah. So when Alice Cooper, because he probably he's what 180 years old. Yeah. Right? He's, so he's, when he does tour, Betty White she's <laughs> yeah. Him and Betty White would help. So yeah, everybody. like, but she's found she's famous. Like, I'm I never heard of her before, but I'm not Mr. Metal anymore. No. But. I up. guess she was Alice Cooper. Whenever he tours as Alice Cooper, she's the guitarist now. Yeah, and she she and, she killed it. And that. she's like, and now she's getting like super famous because she shows up at a lot of their stuff, right? Um, but yeah, her playing Nakamura's music yeah, yeah. at the beginning, I was like, oh, I don't want to hear like a heavy like no, no, a guitar no, version no, no, of metal it, metal version. No, but no. she nailed it. Like yeah, it was like, so. I want to hear like the I want to see like the 30, violin, forty violin this along the ramp playing the song. But it's like we got the big mass of drummer sets and, and drum sets and all that, and they performed. It was like beautiful. I mean, I loved it. And it was no, like she did a really good job of it. And every once in a while, like she must have made some pretty good friends with the the, the, the McMahon's, yeah. Because um, you'll see her in the crowd every once in a while. Yeah, was she like, was there when um, NXT, Becky when he, when he first came out. Um, our, when Becky Lynch came out and challenged Rousey on the Raw after the Rumble, oh yes, they cut to Nita Strauss and she was like, "Oh my God, right?" It's so, gonna be so cool. It's gonna be so so cool, yeah, she yeah. must get like front row now whenever she wants to walk in there. Yeah. that was one of the cool parts. But I remember Kent saying that the crowd would be all pumped about something and then would almost like die because it's like hour number six. Yeah, we're but like, then something cool would happen and it's like also the, the Nakamura nut shot. I'm like what? <laughs> what a way to ruin like a, a five star match by having the nut shot finish. Did you think it was that good? I loved it. It was okay. a good match. I mean, like I, I feel that it was. There's matches where it's impossible to live up to the hype. Yeah, I mean, I was like when I, when 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 Nakamura won the Rumble. I was like we're gonna get Nakamura versus AJ Styles at WrestleMania. Yes, yes, yes. Wait, wrong guy. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing, is. There was easily five matches that could have ended the night, and it would have been a perfect pick. Yeah. So AJ and Nakamura. Even the women's match would have been great. The Charlotte, that would have been good. That was Charlotte and Oscar, right? Yeah. Um, Oscar undefeated. That yeah. was the yeah the streak versus the title. Yeah, that would have been um, like the, a good finish. Besides, we got Beach Ball Mania. I mean, uh, Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns for the twenty seventh time. 
yeah i still and now the cane velasquez thing is just whatever yeah i mean like this when i was like what's what's flabby guy doing on smatter who's this also the guy don't you watch like UFC or MMA fighting? I was like, I'm not a MMA fighter type. But Velasquez has always looked like that. Yeah. But Brock, Le- Brock is such a bad example because I think, A, he's probably been on the juice for most of his life. And B, he's just one of those human beings that's that just, just... looks like a... Like, like yeah, he looks like a stone. fucking Viking made out... Yeah, exactly. And Chisel he's just genetic... Stone. He's genetically superior. And it's like, if wrestling was real, Big Show would never lose the title. Right, and that goes back to even Andre, right? Yeah, like he would never like Andre was undefeated for quite a long time. Like he was billed as undefeated until he got slammed at WrestleMania three. Yep, and yeah. there was a legitimacy to him. Yeah, he's he's huge, big guy. He shouldn't lose to a guy no. like Rey Mysterio. And yeah, Big Show and even Mark Henry to a point. Yeah, Mark both Henry, should have been bigger monsters than they yeah, were. They, he should have been like the. Yeah, Somebody forgot to fix that door to have it rip off the hinges in that one. That was so smacked <laughs> on. That was so good, though. <laughs> He's like, uh, uh, why is this not coming off? This should come up. Like, 10 minutes later, the cage door kind of finally, finally comes off. Like, okay, we're done sawing those. Yes, I can come in the ring now. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I guess Big Show is the only real. Well, Kali sucked. Kali, and I don't yeah, think you can. Kali was he like, looked so big and awkward. Who else? Back in the nineties, there was yeah, Giant, Giant Gonzalez. Gonzalez. Actually, when Giant Gonzalez came out that Rumble match when he first came out, they thought I was a wrestler because I looked just like Giant Gonzalez with like, the beard and that. Yes, I actually like I have the facial hair and I looked just like Giant Gonzalez. And they were like, Junior, when did you become a wrestler? <laughs> when did you grow a foot? <laughs> yeah, like no, like did you put like stilts on your legs or something? You get into this match or something? It's like. This is live, guys. I'm not in the ring. <laughs> that's funny. Um, that's easily one of the worst costumes ever. Yeah. They've, they've when it fur, had the fur the, patches. The, the fur patches and his, the airbrush, the, the body airbrush muscles. The airbrush six-pack. Oh, yeah, my the God. The airbrush muscles. All that. Like, was he like, was terrible, and that feud with The Undertaker was terrible. Undertaker! <laughs> and he's still going. That's No, John uh, Gonzalez passed. No, I mean Taker's still Taker's going. still going, yes. Yeah. But John Gonzalez, he passed a few years ago. I'm assuming most of those guys are gone. Yeah, like, Do you see Hogan wants to wrestle again? Yeah, he wants to, like one more match with Flair, and now they're doing the Crown Jewel. Well, the, oh no, he want he said he's going for back surgery, and he actually wants, wants to, to fight at Flair. WrestleMania. He wants no, he wants Flair. to fight Vince at WrestleMania. Well, Something. Okay. <laughs> oh, Vince and Hogan in a match of the ages. I'm not I mean like the ages, I mean, like the old ages. Not when you bad. think it's WrestleMania, it'll be 37. Yes. And he was in one. He in one so and I he was established when he was in one. one. Yeah, he's like 20 years old back then. He's over 57. He's got to be more than that. Yeah, he's got to be older. He's, and he's, Flair's probably older than him because Flair, Flair's, Flair's from been the Harley Race. Yeah, he, he was the nature boy. I think they brought back Ric Flair to quiet him down because he sued them. Yeah, Flair wanted to do because he was not in the happy place where he was right now with the alcoholism and... And they were shutting him down for his his WrestleCon type of deal he had. They told him, nope, you can't do this anymore because you're too drunk. Hmm. I thought he sued them over the man. Oh, yes, the man. With Becky Lynch. And because him. that, and I get his argument because her calling herself the man was because she was feuding with Charlotte Flair. Yeah, yeah Charlotte Flair. And the old to saying. To be the to, man, to beat the man. Right. And, and so, so, why, so I am the man, I guess. Then, right. So but the be, man has always been the term for who is the world champion, right? And yeah. the most important, 
character in the company yeah, person the, the, the big, before the, women's wrestling was huge it was just who was the world heavyweight champion they were the man and yeah. so i get that but he sued them because he thinks it's a direct rip off of to be the man, man you have to beat, beat the man. man yeah and so all of a sudden he's back he's taking part in a bunch of stuff i think this is them bringing him back getting him out of all the alcohol and other trouble yeah, keeping him healthy keeping him around triple h who's one of his best friends and paying him to not sue yeah it's just like we're gonna give you a segment on air time. So he actually milked it pretty good this last weekend there with on Monday Raw there with when he had the the Hogan and um them all they do picking of their teammates. Have they picked is it five on five or it what is, is it? It's five on five and they're just coaches. Is it good guys and bad guys though? Um Rusev so far is on Hogan's team with Seth Rollins. And it looks like it's Randy Orton and um Baron Corbin is on So Thursday. it is heels and baby faces. Interesting. I mean, like, I'm not sure who the other guys were yet. Mm. I mean, I think Bobby Lashley might become uh, Flair's teammate. Well, they did. See, I just, it's so dumb. I have the app, but I can't watch Raw on SmackDown. Oh, no, I I, I can't watch SmackDown because I'm at Laser Quest on yeah. Friday nights. And so. and so I just have to read what happens at those, but I can watch all the pay-per-views live, which is so weird. But I see Lashley and Lana are... They were there, yeah. Like, everyone's asking, where's Lana? Where's Lana? And all of a sudden, like... So dumb. Yeah, I was like, also, she, she was like, this is my, you know, so he turns around, Lashley's on stage, and like, okay, so what's the, Bobby Lashley's here, great. Why is he motioning to the back? Is the Fiend coming out? No, it's like, Lana comes out, like, what the hell is, what? Okay. They already tried this with Ziggler. Yeah, with the, the, <laughs> uh, the, the, the strange wife, and, 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 uh, was it? Blair? No, no, uh, the Guerrero, Vicky Guerrero. Oh God, <laughs> I the Vicky. I don't Guerrero. know why they would agree to that because I think if you go back through the history of wrestling, any wrestler who's brought his wife into the company and does an angle where she turns on him, yeah, it ends in divorce. Yeah, it's like, DDP's wife left him right after she turned on him in WCW. Um, the Liz thing, like Elizabeth and Macho Man. Yeah, yeah right. Like yeah. any of those, it just. Bringing your wife into the business doesn't work out, but she's been around a while. And also, you got Benoit, and well, maybe we shouldn't go that way, I guess. Nancy, yeah, still. But she was married to Kevin Sullivan, so have your wife in the business, it equals divorce, right? Like, yeah, it's like, uh, it's I think just, Sensational Sherry had five husbands. <laughs> <laughs> the polka dots. Oh, God. Scary it's, Sherry. <laughs> I She was great. I remember when she debuted and she was just Sherry Martell. And she yeah, was one I of like, the women. I like when, when she was Scary Sherry, though, with... with, with Sean? Sean, yeah. 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 It's just sexy boy, boy toy. <laughs> and there's a good argument to say, like, when they split up the Rockers, I don't think I cared about either of them. Yeah. So... Marty Jannetty kind of went bye-bye, did absolute garbage. But you learned Shawn who Mike, the talented one was, right? Shawn Michaels was like, the sexy boy, HBK, and sweet chin music. This and you go, Marjorie, what does he become? And it's like he's like a job of wrestler to the stars, pretty much. Yeah, he doesn't. Like, he was the guy that Jericho beat before Jericho read the list of a thousand and four holds. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's his biggest claim to fame now. That and being a rocker. Yeah, um, I mean, like going through the barbershop window. I actually got to see that set too in person when they had at the WrestleCon. Oh, really? At the barbershop, they had the chair, the windows, everything was set up. And I'm like, so this is the one that sh- that Marjorie got thrown through face first. Yeah. As people thought, he got super kicked through the window. He didn't. He got thrown through the window. That's a Mandela. Yeah, it's one of the Mandela effects that they had. That's funny. Yeah, Did was, you see Brutus when he came through? Yes. No, I didn't go to Brutus. I didn't see him, but I met him at WrestleCon. Did you? Okay, yeah. cool. 
He was a good guy. Yeah. He came through here with CWE and then he ditched the tour. Yeah, he um yeah, you did an interview with him, didn't you? Yeah. Um and it was weird because I know like I know a lot of the guys from when I went through wrestling myself, right? And so I met Danny who runs CWE and so I took a shot and I was like, "Hey, can I have some of Brutus's time?" And he's like, "Do you want to do a phone interview?" And I'm like, "I don't want to do low quality like yeah, the, the cell phone shitty video. sound like that's why I don't do Skype interviews with people because I have friends that I want to do this with that are like across, across the country yeah. but if they have a horrible mic I don't want it to sound bad yeah, and I'm like he's like because I would rather you record your podcast earlier because they were going Manitoba Saskatchewan Alberta BC Alberta back. Saskatchewan Manitoba, Ontario. So it was this huge loop. Back, out and back. And he wanted me to catch them on the way out so that we could put the podcast up as promotion, right? Yeah. It's good on him. And I, my mom lives in over in that area. So I'm like, you know what? I'll drive to your Yorkman show, visit family, and I'll record with him. And he's like, okay, perfect. Because they weren't going to come back through Regina for like a month later. Yeah. Three weeks. I can't remember how. It was a huge tour. Yeah. It was like, it was like and so dates, 40 dates. Yeah. It was nuts. And so... I get there, nothing's going on, he's not there, so I help him set up the ring because I've done that stuff before, yeah, you, right? you wrestled before, so Yeah, and so I, I help them set up stuff, and I know half the people in the building, so I'm chatting with people that I've met through wrestling, nothing, nothing, and then like right before the doors open, they roll in with Brutus, I'm like, well, there's no time now. So I just went up into like, it was in a gym, right? So I went off to where the, the guys corn. were playing the ring music and stuff, yeah. I set up my microphone's on the tripod, whatever. Set it up, open up my laptop. Um, I have the old LJN wrestlers yeah, of, beefcake, fears, yeah. of Beefcake and Valentine. Yeah. I set those up there. And then um, yeah, he kind of just gave me this horribly dirty look. And I was like, oh, fuck. This is going to be great. Well, because he looked at this me and he's like, bad. who the fuck is this guy, right? And I get it. And so he and he had no one to help him. He had his own separate merch stand yeah. that had shirts, books, photographs all Clippers the stuff and right so he had no one to watch for him and then the doors open and I'm like well fuck I'm not going to get to sit with him and so I went back and talked to Danny Danny's like just grab him or whatever and I'm like I'm not fucking with Brutus and making him mad right no, he's, he's and so a, I just went up and sat him I am. he's scary looking than I am and he's got those hedge clippers I yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> and so I just sat up top and if anything I just watch wrestling and go visit with my family right and then all of a sudden, two thirds of the way through the show, he comes up the stairs because it's one of those like old school gyms that yeah, where there's the, the gym floor and then there's the, the stage, the right? Yeah, yeah. So he kind of came up the stairs and he kind of was looking around. Just I think he was checking out to see what the fuck I actually was because I was asking to have a chat with him. And then he saw the mics, the laptop, but then he saw the action figures. And I think something clicked that he all of a sudden realized I wasn't just some like. Some random dude. Some random dude with a podcast that just wants to talk to him. Yeah, he realized I was a fan. And I think... Like, I, I love wrestling. And I yeah. Love and like, so... Oh, this guy's got the figures of me. I got it. Okay, I'll check this guy out. Right. And so... And I didn't want to keep him long. So I think it's only 10 minutes. But I sat down and then right away he, he warmed up to me as I knew stuff. Yeah. Because I was like... I should have shut up more because I think I talk for three quarters of it. Yeah. Should, which is my mistake, but yeah. I was just so geeking out because it's Brutus the Barber Beefcake, right? Like, yeah, well, anybody would. would and like, so I was like, man, do you remember when you did this? Or do you remember the Dream Team? And do you remember this? And I just started like, and he would like kind of answer and that would be like, but what about this? When, when, when like, remember, do you remember when I got, became Brutus the Barber? Yeah. You know, at WrestleMania. With, like, he was the one Adrian that, Adonis and, yeah, he woke up Roddy Piper. And slapped and him then, back. And, yeah. 
Woke and then he cut like, the hair. Cut the hair off, and that's how he became Bruce And then Willis. he ended the perfect streak yep. at WrestleMania six. Yeah. Um, and then, according to, I listened to something to wrestle with, and Bruce Pritchard said that he was going to be in line for the IC title after that, oh, and that's uh, when he had his accident. Yeah, boating. Because he was going to feud with Perfect back and forth with the title oh. after that, which sucks. Oh, we're good. Okay, All good. I, that's why I keep looking that way. But yeah, and so. And it's funny because I thought that that podcast would launch me to something. Yeah. And it did my average numbers for yeah, however like, many. We got but when he went now? in the Hall of Fame, it kind of got a little bit of listening again. But yeah, because everyone's like, this is before yeah, the Hall it, of Fame induction. And now it's like the Hall of Fame induction. Let's find anything we can with Brutus Beefcake. And it's like, oh, this comes up. We'll listen to this and we'll see what it's about. And so I like it. I think it was good. And it was just a cool 10 minutes for me to like get 10 minutes with Brutus Beefcake. Yeah. And then after that, I went down. I bought his book and he signed that. And I have a picture of him signed. Wait. And it's like stuff that I'm going to have to put up one of these days. up on the wall here right now. Yeah. These are things that I got at comic conventions. I went to the big Calgary show. Because oh, yeah. they bring in like superstars for stuff like Rudo that. Rudo Yankvik actually performed the Calgary Comic Con one time. Wasn't it the one I was at? I don't think. But no, he, he it was like a few years ago he did the Comic Con. This would have been 2016 I went. Yeah, no, I think it was 15. But I, I go for what I want because yeah. the big ones are nice because there's like, here's all your movie stars, here's all your TV stars, here's all your comic book artists, here's your comic book writers, here's all your like manga people. Like, yeah. Because it's in Calgary. It's Calgary. They're all in giant separate buildings. Like yeah. the Saddle Dome is the movie people and this yeah, exhibition. Yeah, you want, you want to go to a certain venue. Like right. If you and want so, to look at comic books, well, there's the comic book sides over there. You want to go look at movie, there you go. It's not like here where it's all under one. Yeah, there is all mishmash of, of randomness. and. So it was pretty cool for me to meet some of my favorite Batman people. Yes. I mean, like Batman is pretty damn cool. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty neat, and those conventions are nuts. Oh yeah, I mean, like I've, I've I've never been to one. I've had a chance to go to the Saskatoon Fan Expo, and I was literally like two blocks from it. I was at my brother's little league baseball tournament, and they were like, as we we're coming towards the ball diamonds to go watch the game, it says Comic the Saskatoon Comic Con this weekend, and this building here. I'm like. I can see the baseball, the building from the Bell Diamond. <laughs> and my mom was like, no, you can't go because we're here to watch baseball. I was like, oh, I can Comic-Con. I'm going for popcorn for two hours. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I'm going to find hot dogs and hamburgers and drinks. And They're stuff. fun. And Saskatoon did a, I'm gl- Saskat- whoever put on the Saskatoon ones is now taking over the Regina ones. Oh my God. So I'm hoping we get the same quality, get right? Because like, because Saskatoon would get like Billy D. Williams and we would get like the Degrassi Junior High cast, right? Yeah. Like there was a disparity. Yeah, like, like, they got like, they got, they got like Star Trek Next Generation actors. We got, they had Deanna Troy, Voyager. right? Yeah. <laughs> Not Deanna, Deanna. Is it Deanna? I can't remember Deanna her name. Troy. Is exactly. it Troy? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, they always seem to get the LeVar. No, we got LeVar. We got, we got LeVar. We got LeVar. That's right. That's probably the biggest name person we've ever had then. Yeah, from, from Star Trek. From yeah. Trek. I mean, like... Or reading Rainbow if you're our age. If you're, if you're reading Rainbow. <laughs> it's in the book. Take a look. Reading Rainbow. <laughs> I just like how there's lots of references to LeVar Burton in uh, Community. If you yeah. ever watch that show. I've never seen Community. Oh, what the heck is Childish Gambino? What's his real name? I can't remember. But anyways, there was like, to, he became super famous. He's the guy, he got a huge singing career um, for that song, This Is America. But he kind of went off and became bigger than Community. 
And so they wrote him off on the show because LeVar Burton came and got him. And they went on a cruise together. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, what a strange way to write a character off a show. LeVar Burton just shows up and says, let's go reading Rainbow around the world, right? <laughs> okay, I'm done with this show. Okay, oh, we're off the program now. Okay, good. It's like, like Vince McMahon, let's write your character off. We'll have you in a fight with somebody, get injured, and you're off the program for six months. Or like when Vince killed himself off. Yeah, with the, the limousine blow up. <laughs> God, that was horrible. And then they canceled it all. Yeah, it was like after the Benoit tragedy. Yeah. Oh six. Yeah, that's a while ago already. I don't know what that was, but it's like Benoit scrubbed from anything WWE. Um, like, even on the right? network. Yeah. Because yeah. I have the American version where you can pull up any pay per view from any time. Yeah. And you can li- and it'll give a list of all the matches. And, and so I went through a bunch of old WCW stuff, and it's like Ric Flair versus first. this guy, Hogan versus Savage, and then it'll say Perry Saturn in a singles match, and I'm like, what the fuck's up with this? So I fast forward to it. It's Perry Saturn versus Chris Benoit. They won't say his name. No, no it's like who won the Rumble match in this year? Like, but I never even thought of that. Yeah, he wins one of them, right? He does win one of the Rumbles. Didn't he get the record for longest time in there? Um, at the time, yes. He but had, they did break it. Oh, Ray and, broke and it. Ray, Ray broke it. Yeah, I forgot about Ray going like seven it's, years. It's like six. Three minutes, I do believe. Ray, and Ray you won't touch that now because now it's a minute and a half instead yeah. of two minutes. Yeah. Yeah, he's kind of been scrubbed from the books, and every two, three years, the argument comes up that she, he should be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, like, you gotta put them in. You gotta put them in. You gotta put them in. It's like, it's like, no, you can't. Nope. I don't think they'll ever talk about him again. No, I think he is, is, is it's over for any chance of him coming into the Hall of Fame. Like, yeah, I can see it from there. Like, he killed his wife and kid. Yeah. I, mean, I like, get, what was the Harvard guy? Because he was actually a wrestler. Nowitzki. Because he's like one of the foremost doctor like he quit wrestling because of concussions yeah and now he's one of the world's foremost spokesmen for brain damage yeah, and because he was the one and he asked for permission to open benoit's brain up and so when they open it up it's it sh- like it's like 90 year old guy yeah brain. with dementia, with dementia and like and yeah so i think that's just from his rough style and that's that no, cal- like, come on flying headbutts from top turnbuckle like for like 20 plus years of your life it's and look good. at Daniel Bryan he was a flying headbutt guy too and, and, and he had to quit for concussions yeah not so, yeah it's neck injury Harley Race like was a flying headbutt guy yeah. but I don't know how scrambled he was after his career but he wasn't he was the old school where it was mostly on the ground right yeah, like Ben like, Wall there was, was no turnbuckles back in the uh, the 80s it was like the best we got was, was Jerry King Lauder off the second rope yeah drop. <laughs> and it's just there's a definite change when it became more high spots, right? Yeah, like, and oh, Ben so Wall. Now, now you got Jimmy Superfly Snuka who took the biggest flight in, in wrestling career history, and that was Madison Square Garden thing. Yeah. Well, look at Cowboy Bob Orton. His finisher was a superplex. Yeah. Because it was off the top and it was devastating. Yeah. Anything, anything off the top back in the 80s was like the. Now it's like basic common moves I think in Stampede if you threw a guy over the top rope you were disqualified yes if you threw actually I've been through many Stampede wrestlings my grandpa loved Stampede wrestling whenever it came we always got ringside and I've seen Jason the Terrible was the Friday the 13th ripoff type of character oh oh, and and at one point he actually was I can't remember who he wrestled his opponent was it might have been like one of the David Boy Smith, I think it was. It might have been him. But he was throwing chairs from ringside into the ring. He's chucking chairs and they were going into the ring. The last chair he fires into the ring, clips the top rope, bounces off and hits the crowd. 
Uh oh. I got smacked in the head with that chair. Yeah. <laughs> I got a scar on my forehead from that match. I wonder if it ever came out who that was. Because there yeah. was lots that could have went big from there. Yeah. But at the end of the day, when Vince bought him, he only took the Bulldogs, the Hart Foundation. Yep. Yeah. And Bruce, but Bruce never wrestled, I don't think. No, Bruce never wrestled. And no. then Honky Tonk followed up a few years later. Yeah, it, it took bad a while for, 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 for the, to, the Stampede guys to come yeah. out after. Bad the, News was a big one that came out of that territory. Bad News Brown, yeah. I remember them saying Biff Wellington was super close to making Beef it. Wellington? Biff Wellington? <laughs> it was Biff. Biff. Yeah, I kept calling it Beef because I think like, that the sign was at the Beef Wellington. <laughs> but yeah, like Corporal Kirshner had a stint through there. Um, there were so many. And it's like... I love when people talk about like Japan and strong style. Yeah, the, the, the Calgary was the same way. Yeah, like the, when you you were getting those stiff shots and yeah, matches, and but they made it look real, yeah. and that's a definite touch of Stu Hart because he was an old school yeah, like. If you're not going to see a guy like love tap a guy, and then it's like that's not wrestling. What the hell is this? You know, you get that smack of the fist hitting the, the guy, but it's like the slap of the thigh is, yep. is the sound you're hearing, or the stomp of the ring. And, and for the punch to sound like oh god it's like that's that, that had to have hurt yeah and it's and I remember in one of Brett's documentaries he's like watch me it looks like I'm hitting them full on in, in, the, in, in the, the face chops, or with yeah, whatever it, and he goes I he, he goes I never hurt a person it's like it's like it's like his his fist would contact the face but it's like an open fist and like he slapped his thigh or he'll, he'll stomp the ring and he'll like he'll he was like it's like it just grazed the body or whatever like he'll just touch the body like the headbutt. I thought it was legit skull cracking skull, but no, he actually headbutts the hand. You grab with the, yeah. And he headbutts their own hand, and he pushes it off with the hand to cause the guy to flip back, to snap back. The coolest advice I ever heard, and I think it was a Ric Flair thing, where he said, you go in your doorway, and you tie a piece of string and have it hanging down, and you sit there, and you practice hitting that string and making it look like you're hitting it as hard as you can, and the string never moves. Yeah. And that's a true master that you're coming like, Within the hair of touching of, your, your opponent, right, and just mastering that ability to make See it. Oh, Harris! I got hairs floating around. Here. Yeah, <laughs> could be the cat. Could cat, be me. No, it cat it's hair. probably not me. I'm balding slowly, oh, so it's, it's also those white strands. No, and even like when I did the training, I was 37, but it was more. I just yeah. wanted to try it and do it and see I what it's like. I want to actually try wrestling, like WWE wrestling style. I was a wrestler in high school, and imagine being slammed from a six foot two height. Had to have hurt for legit. <laughs> oh, I mean, so I was like, I, I'm like, I got the height for it, the body size for it. I got to try wrestling, and well, it never happened. And and there is a point. Like I got hurt bad at least three times. Yeah, if you don't know how to fall, you got that's the point. Oh, and that's the beginning of training. You got to learn how to fall. Yeah, and it just during the learning how to fall I hurt my back so then I was off for a while but then you're 30 I was 37 and hadn't done anything majorly athletic for a decade right yeah you're not running marathons right and then I pulled baseball football and then I pulled a quad and I didn't want to be a pussy you you pulled out Kevin Nash no but there's still a divot in my one quad from where it pulled off right because I just I didn't I had that tough it out mentality right so I pushed through that and then in my debut, I was in one of the pile of bone rumbles. Yes, and I, I, actually, I flipped over and broke my leg. Yeah, that. Uh, and then you got invited back twenty for the twenty one, something like that. Yeah, the I didn't. Anniversary. I went out of my way because after that, I was like, "Okay, hey, I'm a husband. I'm a father. My family cannot afford for me to lose any income if I get hurt." Because in the show, I broke my leg, 
I walked to the back and I started changing. I was just about to say maybe I need a doctor or something. And one of the guys, what was the old Legion of Doom finisher? The Doomsday the, the, device? The Doomsday device. Right. Yes. One of the guys that, we didn't have enough guys and whenever we don't, one of the guys will go back out under the convict thing oh, yeah. with the, oh, yeah. the prison outfit, the right? And- but one of our guys had gone back out to be the convict because we needed filler for 30 people, right? Yeah. But someone doomsday devised him and he landed on his head. So he didn't even get eliminated. No one knows this. He climbed under the rope and left, crawled up to the, crawled up the stage. Whoops, I bumped the mic. And... <laughs> just collapsed and he just yelled help and so I was there just about saying like I don't think my knee's right and he comes up and he collapses and he's like all my limbs are numb and so I'm like okay my little sore knee is not a priority right now that guy's like on the floor like twitching yeah he's not (laughs) able to move his limbs so let's so then I was just like I'm gonna suck it up and just go we need a medic here not for me for the guy over there on the floor so yeah an ambulance came and got him and in the end him and I both went to the general yeah but I went myself right like my you basically drove yourself through that. Well, the, my wife picked me up and I was limping so bad because I didn't I thought I pulled something yeah you just twist or pop something yeah, yeah or a twist twisted, right yeah. but then she's like you're really limping go see a doctor and so yeah they x-rayed me in like the bottom bone I had cracked pretty much straight down oh you because they clacked together oh yeah you, 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 you could press them yeah so yeah, I did that and then because of that other guy getting super hurt and he's one of my better friends that wrestles right and I was like okay this is probably not a good this idea is, this for is more dangerous than I, I mean like, it looked really awesome on TV and and it's fun like it looks fun training was super fun all the time yeah but I was like if that ever happened it's just it's not worth it as a family man like, right you want to sit vicious yourself there yeah <laughs> But then two years later, I was like, you know, I don't want that to be my only experience. So you, so, you went back. And yeah, I phoned up the owner and I'm like, can you slide me into another rumble? And I got to go in. Um, I still did the character that they wanted me to be, which they never offered to anybody else. So I don't know if that's still an idea they're holding for later because they wanted an evil priest. An evil priest. And like I had bought, like it's up in my room. I have a legit, like I ordered it from like a Catholic surplus store. <laughs> so you're like the flying have, nun or something? I have the, the full on preacher collar sitting the, up there. The, 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 the and collar. so I like, I put on the black pants, the preacher collar, and just, I went out, had fun, did a rumble, changed, said my goodbyes to everybody. And, and that, that was, was the it, end of it, right? It. And it was super fun, right? So and like... The Rumbles, I, I like the Rumble. The Royal Rumble match is probably one of my favorite matches ever. Is the fact that you get surprise entrance to the show. Like, you get like, oh my God, the Honky Tonk Man's coming out. I and love when, when he came back. And when, the, when Drew Carey was, was hosting. With the money. Yeah. <laughs> Here, King. Yeah, it pays, he's paying King up. Like, they actually, what I rumor had it was that it was supposed to be two guys left in the ring with 30 still had like number 30 has not entered the ring yet and so the last two guys in the ring were supposed to accidentally eliminate each other and Drew Carey was supposed to be the 30th guy to come walk out I heard that he was supposed to win it yeah he was supposed to, like, he was supposed to be number 30 the last two guys were supposed to eliminate each other and then there's your winner yeah and I'm going like if they're planning on doing that for the Rumble what a what a waste of a championship shot or something like that that you could compare that to the Batista one the Batista or Batista, <laughs> where they were all expecting Daniel Bryan yeah, yeah. oh the number 30 and then the and poor Ray Mysterio. Ray Mysterio comes out <laughs> just gets booed out of the building like a 619 I was like what the hell is this kind of crap boo <laughs> we don't want this we want Daniel Bryan 
Yeah, you can tell when somebody gets hot that they don't like. Yeah, they they do their best yeah, to kind of like, like they did it to Punk. They did the, it to the Daniel shit on Bryan. this match type of thing. That's yeah, like and then they were like, "You don't want this little guy. You want Roman Reigns." Yeah, we're like, it's like, and it's not Roman's fault. No, it's not. It's it's just that we're getting Lesnar versus Roman Reigns for the last five WrestleManias. The I'm only like, time I liked that was when Rollins cashed in. When he wanted, yes, when he then he he stomped. That was a happy ending. That, 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 that <laughs> was that was that was the one in Florida. I do believe that was that. There was, was it really three or four in a row that we, that was the main event. Yeah, the main event, the, the, the one in New Orleans. Was Beach the, balls came out at New Orleans, and they actually had Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar, and it was beach ball mania. The beach balls got more reaction than the Basho match itself. They were supposed to give Reigns the title of that match. But oh yeah, because, see, I don't even remember. the audience shit on the match so hard that they said, screw it, Lesnar, you're keeping the belt. I heard that they changed it mid-go, but... Yeah. And yeah. the match before that was with the 12-year-old? Yeah, then Dominic. Dominic? No, no Nicholas. Nick, Nicholas. Yes, Nicholas. Nicholas. Nicholas was the... Like, you are my partner. No, 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 no. We're going to go with you. No, no. Come here, kid. You're my partner. I think it's one of the refs' kids. They brought him back. It was the refs. It was. That's what I thought. Yeah, it was. It was refs' kid. But yeah, it's so funny because they've brought him back since then. Yeah, and had him on a few like Raw reunion things or whatever. They're gonna have him like in eighteen or in in eight years' time. We're gonna come back and somebody's gonna get these hands. Nicholas was doing the um, getting to get his hands and it's like. He had he has his conflict of interest of uh, he had to go back to school. Yeah, that's why they dropped him. <laughs> yeah, they had to take the title. Aside off. from that, I think I liked every other match, even though it was six hours long. Yeah, it was eight hours actually. It I was, don't count the pre-show. Yeah, yeah, the pre-show. <laughs> no, I was there for the full meal deal. I mean, well, like, you were there for a week though. <laughs> yeah, we were there for a week, and oh my god, the food out there was amazing. I can only imagine New Orleans. I mean, like. We went to uh, Bourbon Street and we walked the full length of it from north to south end of it. Oh God! And there was like a jazz bands were playing along some of the side venues, and we stopped for listen for a couple of songs, and we moved. We went on our way. I was like, nobody's gonna believe me that I'm on Bourbon Street now. So I'm gonna be taking pictures like a tourist. Yeah. <laughs> click 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 click. We find the place called the Voodoo Shop, and. You cannot take pictures inside the building. Really? Yeah. There was actual bodyguards, security guys. So would they just like take your phone and smash it? Or? No, no they, 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 I think they'll just tell you, no, you can't take pictures inside the building. There was actually, there was even warning on the wall, the wall saying, please, no photos inside this building. Hmm. And so I wound up picking up uh, a few items from there. And I there was a giant spider encased in green glass. And I thought that was pretty cool. So I, like, I want this. Cause I, I like forgot spiders. about your spider thing. Uh, the, the, the seconds eaters. I just <laughs> <laughs> uh, spiders. I was like, Oh God, I got to have that. That's that. Okay, that's mine. I don't care. So I brought that back with me. And so I have this giant spider. Nice. So you did take over WrestleMania, yeah, WrestleMania raw, raw Smackdown. Smackdown. And then we did like blood sport and then shimmer, all the other stuff uh, going the, on the in town. The shows. Yeah. They had like, we went to like 12 venues. Did you feel burned out on wrestling at any point? Um, where they, we went to WrestleMania. They actually watched, Kenton and Wade went and watched the NXT show that was Sunday. 
before WrestleMania. So they actually they've they've actually watched more wrestling than I did. Like not Takeover. They did another show on top of that. Or? Yeah, they, no, they had uh, the, the take, Takeover was on was on Friday, Saturday Friday night, or Saturday, Saturday yeah. Friday or Saturday night, and then Sunday morning they did the NXT pre-show WrestleMania matches. Oh God! And I said. I wanted to do the Expand Expo experience. So I went to, I did a promo where I walked out on set of the SmackDown set and did a promo and I absolutely botched everything. I had a towel bottle on my shoulder. I had my hair out of the ponytail. And I had the, the New Orleans WrestleMania bead, beads on my neck on and I was like, Flicked my hair back, my beads fell off. I was like, so I picked the beads up, I dropped the title on the floor. Oh, Jesus. I was like, I picked the belt, I picked the belt back up, and I look around, I was like, what did I do with the microphone? It's like, oh, I left that on the floor. I picked the belt, the microphone back up. Oh, look, seconds are counting. We're about 27 seconds into the interview. I gotta get back to the ring. I think I just, can we start all over? <laughs> And the, the the person next in line, they legit thought I was nervous. I screwed everything up. I botched it all. That was my deal. I <laughs> wanted to do a parody of a WWE wrestler. The worst thing, worst interview happen. ever. The worst interview. Like I'm making, I'm making <laughs> Drew McIntyre look good. Yeah, <laughs> I don't mind him. Um, I think Colt Cabana had a series called Worst Interview Ever for a while there, too. Oh, uh, yeah. Colt, uh, I mean, uh, it, that's the, the... No, that wasn't the, the spit in the apple. That was the, that was the wrong guy. Carlito? Car- Carlito, yeah. I they've, spit in the people the face of the cool. <laughs> I think they've tried to bring him back a few times. Yeah, they they tried to. I mean, like, I would like to see Carlito back. I mean, like, it'd be great for another comedy act. I mean, since we lost Santino, now we got... Our truth and the twenty four seven seven eleven European title. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know if anyone else has expressed this. But do you remember Raven? Yes, he he has a podcast under the Chris Jericho Network or whatever. But he keeps bringing up the fact that he has won the most titles in WWE history because of the Hardcore title. Yes, and it would always go like Bob Holly to Raven to Crash Holly to Raven to Steve Blackman to Raven yeah, it's and like it kept working that yeah, way around so right like he, so he's a 27 or 28 title yeah, range he's, he's one so they, they're, they're, I think they're trying to go for our truth to have this now that's and Raven was part of that lawsuit yeah. same reason Demolition will never be in the Hall of Fame is because yeah, they were part of that concussion they, they, lawsuit they were also that's why the New Day won their titles and kept it for almost two years yeah because that was Demolition's record and they wanted to take that away from him. that's why we have Benoit and I mean uh, Ray Mysterio taking Benoit's longest time in the Rumble yeah and it's it sucks but I get it right yeah. and so yeah Raven's pretty outspoken and I he pretty much knows he'll never go in the Hall of Fame even though I think he's a Hall of Fame career yeah Raven was a damn good I'm like, I like that one time he was sitting in the corner he's doing an interview knocks you know like somebody's coming out of nowhere grabs him by the hair rips him out of the ring oh when the fan attacked him yeah the fan attacked oh. him was like, that fan got the shit kicked out of the mouth it's like that's one thing you never do you never go into the ring you never touch the wrestlers you don't do anything like that because you're gonna get your ass like Come on! Even the referee knows how to handle something that came in. Somebody came into a WCW match, and the referee choked the guy out as he got into the ring. Oh, that was, was Nick Patrick. Yeah, Patrick, he, yeah. 
He flat out got the guy. There was one time where someone jumped the outsiders and they beat the fuck out of him. Yeah, uh, Kevin Ash threw boots at him. Like him and Nat or him and Hall just uh, kicked the crap out of some Hall, guy. Hall was ones laying the boots in. Yeah, yeah, that guy. There. And then somebody jumped in the ring there and pushed the ladder over on on Guerrero. I don't remember that one. Yeah, he, Guerrero was coming for, climbing for the for the title belt on a ladder match, and some guy in a hockey jersey jumped the ropes and jumped I, into the ring and pushed I the ladder. I kind of remember that. I think it was RVD was his opponent. Hmm. Maybe. I'm amazed in all that, but I didn't watch ECW a lot, right? I always caught this their. Was, no, this was a raw. Yeah, it was a raw. But, so. I always would have expected more shit to happen with the fans in yeah, ECW. Yeah, ECW with the chairs. But, but they seemed like crazy fans, but they yeah. were respectful of wrestling, yeah. which was weird, right? Like, can somebody hand me a chair? And next thing you get like 30, 40 chairs come flying to the ring. Like, okay, can please stop with the chairs? <laughs> can we stop? <laughs> the, 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 the guy, like, like Foley was in that? In that oh, know. maybe. I think, I think it was uh, in 3D, might have been. But yeah, so many talented people came out of that company, right? It's yeah. just. Yeah, the Dudley Boys and. Oh, all of them zombie. RVD Dudley's <laughs> Taz Raven <laughs> Tommy Dreamer like the only one that was kind of like not the greatest was Sandman because his thing was more was about the, the, the candlestick to the head or the his thing the was about the violence and the smoking and drinking and, and, right and the like, beer can crushed to the head he was just a more hick Steve Austin right without yeah. the wrestling well I don't know if he could he wrestle? I never saw him wrestle, right? Well, he he, he had a chance to win a match in, in Raw one day when they had like all these wrestlers come out there, and he's like one of the few guys left. <coughs> Excuse me. He had one, he was one of the few guys left, and then all of a sudden, like Sam, I got limited. So it was like he was doing pretty good for that match. Hmm. Yeah, because Vince, when he got and yeah, he bought them or whatever. But yeah, he didn't bring like I don't remember Sabu being there very long. Oh, I don't yeah, remember Sabu, Sandman being there very long, but like. RVD would probably be the one shining. Yeah, RVD and the whole effing show and yeah, RVD. But then he won the world title at then, One Night Stand and, and then, then got busted for drugs. Yeah, and then it was like at the, the One Night Stand. Yeah, <laughs> you, if Cena wins, we riot. Yeah, <laughs> I love stuff like that though. Or the, right? or, or the Blue Meanie and, and Bradshaw. <laughs> yeah, I know they've had follow up stuff about that, but. I don't. I never paid attention or never rewatched to see exactly why JBL just beat the fuck yeah, out of him, right? Like legit punched him in the face. But it sounds like JBL's a bully, right? Yeah, like JBL Mar- was one of those guys that they try and get him out of the show. They don't want him on the program anymore. But he's like even Mauro Ronaldo refuses to work with him because yeah. he says he's a bully. Yeah, he's 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 one of those guys that I'm kind of glad he's not in the announcer booth anymore. Which one? The JBL. Okay. I like Morrow. Yeah, Morrow's pretty fun. Because he's from Vancouver. Because whenever they show like clips of like some independent shows, like I think it was in the Becky Lynch documentary, it showed when she moved to Canada after she had done her first stint in England and, and that back home. They were showing clips of her. It was her 24 7 documentary, I think. Oh. They were showing clips of her wrestling with Natalia in BC. Oh, yeah. Like however many, probably 10 years ago now. And it was Morrow doing the play by play. Oh. So he's been a wrestling guy and an MMA guy for quite a while, oh, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And he, I like he, it. He actually knows the names of the moves, which is great. Right, like, he doesn't like call it. Like, it's like, oh my God, he's going to hit him with the flying clothesline. It's like, but it's called a lariat. Yeah. Or even stuff like where they call it the yes lock, but it's actually the, the, the label lock. The, the, the lock, yeah. Or the exploder suplex instead of the Bexploder. The Bexploder, yeah. Everyone has their own names for shit now. Yeah, and that's so like, they can yeah, copyright like, her. Like... 
the crippler crossface, or now it's the... At least it's still called the crossface. Face, yeah. 30 years ago, nothing Hulk Hogan did had a cool, catchy name for the yeah, hold. Yeah, the leg drop. Right. <laughs> or the atomic or drop. any the of those guys. break was the other one. <laughs> like, now if you had someone like Ultimate Warrior in wrestling, there would be a name for him dropping the guy from the gr- thing. The, the, the grill press slam. Yeah, they would have the, a cool the, name for it. called the warrior right? drop or something. He would come up with something outlandish yeah. for it. <laughs> yeah, like the STFU. <laughs> At least that has the name. Yeah, like, I don't know. You know or the attitude just, or the FU, what they was originally called. I wonder if he'll ever come back. Cena? Yeah. I mean, like, um, he's in the Hollywood movie. He's they stopped he, him on purpose one win away from tying. No, he's tied with Flair. He's tied with Flair, yes. So, so he's, But he they stopped that, him from beating that. Yeah, they didn't. There's like, oh, okay, um, we're not going to let you have that. But he, I can't, even Hogan's reign at the top wasn't that long. No. As John Cena. Like, when you so think 2004. Four till yeah, now? Yeah, that's like a long career. 15 years on the top. Yeah, I mean, it's like now we've got Roman Reigns as being the big dog. But he's now. not, in my mind, he's not the guy. There isn't a the guy for there is, Yeah, there is no main big, like, you got to be this guy to beat this guy anymore. And it's like, it's not always got Lesnar, you got Kingston. They want it to be Lesnar, though. Yeah, I mean, like... Lesnar is like one of those guys that looks can be and will be the part that they want. He's the Vince guy. Yeah, he's like he's the oh my god, this guy is gonna be champion for like thirty years because he's got the look for it. But then people are going like, we don't want a thirty year champion. We want guys that's gonna win the belt and that can like, honestly take the belt from him. Yeah. Seth's my favorite right now. I but, like Seth. Seth's but a, they have not put him into one engaging feud. Yeah, the Bray Wyatt thing, that was probably I, one of the worst finishes for Hell in the Cell. See, ever. I'm half done watching Hell in the Cell, and I've liked every single match so far. So, and people are saying it was a garbage pay-per-view, so I'm assuming they mean the last match was The garbage. last match was the garbage. Because Becky Lynch and Sasha is probably one of my three favorite Hell in a Cell matches. Yeah, the like... That no, that the the finish of the, the yeah was the, was the, the that you have yeah that there's not the, a definitive was winner the, the the absolute but they also escalated that's like, the second time they've actually had a house solid disqualification. What was the other one? Last year's. They had a, they had a DQ. I mean, I can't remember who the fighters were, but mm-hmm. it did end in the second time in a row where they had. Wasn't a, it Roman and so? Or no, there was a KO and Shane one also that was stupid. I just, I didn't even realize it until they're lowering the cage or the match is about to start. And they're like, this is the 37th Hell in a Cell in WWE history. And I'm like, that completely, what he just said, made this match not special. No, because it's like, oh, once you say that, it's like. Because now there's been more Hell in a Cell matches than there's been WrestleManias. WrestleMania. Or Royal Rumbles. Rumbles. Yeah, I mean, like, there's been more Hell in a Cell matches than anything now. I mean, like, they've had. Matches that should have been like cool. Now the like to have a Hell in a Cell match be your first time encounter with the Fiend. It should be the final. This is this is a match that should have been like the final ending. This the end all be all Mm -hmm. finisher. Not a let's have these guys fight each other in Hell in a Cell as their first. Because where do you go from there? Yeah, you, you an Iron Man match. No, but I mean, like, Iron Man matches got turned to 30 minutes, which is bullshit. Yeah, there used to be an hour. Hmm? There used to be an hour. Oh, yeah. yeah. The yeah. original one was an yeah, hour. Yeah, hour long. And no one will touch the original one for quality. 
No, there's nobody that is I mean, like Daniel Bryan and somebody else. Mm, the Ziggler Rollins one for 30 minutes was okay, but it was 30 minutes. Yeah, and McIntyre kept interfering, and it was stupid. I think I think Brian and somebody else would make like a Brian AJ Styles would be a good hour long Iron Man. The best wrestlers now to me, Brian is still one of them. They need to do something with Joe. I love Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe, yes. AJ is still one of the best, so AJ could be one of those. Seth Rollins, um, Finn Balor. Like Balor, they have, I think Balor went to NXT. They're trying to make them all equal brands, right? Yeah, so, so Balor, I think he went to NXT. Uh, he showed up there, but he's on Matt Leavers. I thought his girlfriend was pregnant, and he... um, I'm not sure about the his reason not being on the program. Yeah, anymore. I just remember CM Punk was laughing because he said everyone was always denied time off when he was there in 2011, 12, and 13. Yeah, and he said all of a sudden everyone's getting maternity leave or time off for mental health yeah. reasons, yeah, I mean, and I it's all. Would this have happened if Punk hadn't left? Right. So yeah, so that's why now he's like. I heard that Punk is coming back to WWE. I don't think he ever will. As not as a, a competitor, but as a on-screen. Oh, for the Fox thing. Yes. For the pre-show, for, I could see that for, it would be him and like Renee Young having him do interviews. Yeah. Like I think that would be the thing he's going to come back to do. I mean, he's not going to be in a wrestling capacity unless, of course, Vince pulls out a massive wheelbarrow of money and says, "We need you to wrestle a match." Yeah, I still need to find a full copy of his interview for. Um, the Chicago show. What was that called? Something three. Oh, uh, the um, all in. No. Yeah, it was. There was the AEW pay per view, but then there's that convention. The Conrad guy who has all the um, like the Jim Ross podcast, oh, okay. the Bruce Pritchard podcast, something to wrestle. Um, Conrad, I can't remember what his name is, but he's the one. Starcast. Starcast. At yeah, Starcast Star- three, Punk was the guest of honor, right? Yeah, and yeah. he did a big that's interview. Why the, that's why I had the, in the background the Starcast. They actually had like the. Five the sh- of the five, the four stars, the Chicago City flag. Yeah, they yeah. had that and the CM Punk stars on the background. Yeah, and I was like, oh my god, this is like calling for a CM Punk to be but, part of this. But he talks about it all in that interview. I just need to find the full version of it because he's he pretty much says he's not bitter anymore and that he'll listen to offers. Yeah, but I mean, nobody's like, making him offers. Yeah, no, he, he's he he was talking about me by me coming back to WWE as a. Not an act on screen competitor, but a backstage stage. Yeah. And he does commentary for one of the promotions that UFC puts on their I mean, app. Like him on the microphone is amazing. I have to listen to it because it's called Cage Fury Fighting Championship, and he's the commentator for it. Yeah, and I hear he does amazing. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, he's one of the best on the mic. Because mm-hmm. when he was hurt the one time, I think it was a shoulder injury. He did commentary. It was him, Cole, and. I can't remember who the other commentator was back then. The, the, the Sheamus and uh, Triple H were in the ring. This was during that strike. Oh, yeah, they had the <laughs> strike. Like foxhole, buddy. We got a, a whole microphone stage over there <laughs> with pipe bombs and everything for you, old buddy. Can I wear your blazer? You can even wear my blazer. <laughs> yeah, that was an all right time, but the it was weird. The talent pool wasn't very deep back then, and now. It's almost like there's too many good people there, there, here. Yeah, there's like, you got too many guys. So many. Like, Rey Mysterio came back, and I feel like his job is now to make others look good. Like, yeah, the young guys. Just, just to, like, like um, put somebody Andrade. Andra- put some, yeah, Andrade. Andrade. Like, yeah. Like, and it's cool, because when I was growing up, all the guys who used to be all the champions, like, um, Pedro Morales and all those guys. and... But they were the ones who would lose all the time to these new young up and coming guys. Yeah. And all of a sudden we hit this time where 
all the old guys went away and would never make the new guys look no, good. You, you, you were like, okay, I'm not putting... Hogan's not going to put this guy over. Right, but like, like... Hogan's like the guy to beat, and like, Hogan's like, I'm not, I'm not losing to Roman Reigns. I'm not losing to... He wouldn't even lose to Shawn Michaels no, in 2004, Yeah, that, 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 he's supposed to have a, a triple... It was three, supposed to be three, three pay-per-views. Matches, yeah. yeah, three pay-per-views, and then also like, Shawn Michaels like, well, if he's not going to lose to me in the third match or the second match I'm just going to make a mockery over this and so he literally oversold every it's funny to watch it was it was hilarious I was watching the match it was like Michael's like literally got he threw himself over the top rope from a slight shove back that, that Hogan just pushed him back and it's not even like overselling it was just comedy right it was like it was like he was like he was like making Michael's was making Hogan look like 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 the Incredible Hulk just <laughs> threw him across the, the field of the battle arena and it's like Michael's like over the top rope hits the floor rolls about 20 feet up the ramp and then lays there and it's like and then stands up and flips one more time yeah yeah he gets up and <laughs> it's like a Looney Tunes cartoon yeah. with all the flipping and the stuff gets throws at a turnbuckle hits the turnbuckle then flips over the top rope like, out of the flare and then falls out of the ring and lands on the ground it's like or the big boot and like Michael gets like tapped with the boot and then all of a sudden he flies back as if he got kicked full on hunting him everything yeah. but no it's like just oversell everything I also thought it was funny that Michaels actually didn't get his way yeah because he was kind of pampered by Vince through the 90s right yeah well I mean like he was nearing his um um and he, that injury he had with a taker threw onto the casket and broke his back yeah and that's because his match with Austin at Wrestlemania is terrible but yeah. his back was so fucked by then yeah right? he, he was pretty hurting what was the other mania you were at um, New York, New Jersey, MetLife Center one. The, about three years before the, the New Orleans What was one. the main event for that one? Um, it's been a... I think it might have Was that the one with Sting? Uh, uh, we had CM Punk. I think it was CM Punk was at that one. I can't remember. Oh, oh Once in a Lifetime. Yeah. John Cena and The Rock. The Rock, yeah. CM yeah. Punk would have been... Taker. So that's 2013. Yeah. CM Punk Taker, I think it was that. That was a really good match. That might have been the best match of the night. Yeah, it was. It was easy. I mean, like, I mean, the set was amazing. The only thing that sucked, I didn't have a camera with me for that show, so I couldn't get no picture. I was up in like, you know, you got the the, the floor. Mm-hmm. Then you got the, the the first. There's bowl the first seats, bowl and the second, the second bowl. bowl, the third bowl. Like there's like the fourth upper oh, bowl Jesus. seats. I guess that's a huge ass stadium. It man. is huge. The MetLife Center is massive. That's the New York Giants playing. Yep. Or the New York Jets depends on. Do they both? They both play in that stadium. So it's like LA, where they both the Clippers and the Lakers both use the Staples same, Center. Same, the same stadium. So yeah. they. they hmm. So what they do for that stadium for when the Giants play, they have these color lights. They actually take the cells all the lights and put blue Giants colors up. Um, and then the week after the Jets would play, they'll take all the blue switch cells it to green. and switch the green cells inside the the souvenir shop. Instead of just taking the uniforms down, they actually spin the cabinets around to reveal the other team's colors. <laughs> it's and like the Wheel of Fortune letters yeah, spinning they just around. Spin, they flip the letter around, and then, so there's a, the uniforms from the Jets will be in, on the other side of that cabinet. I can't even remember what else would have been on that show. It was, I mean, like it was cool. But it was bloody cold. I guess but that's open. Hey, New Orleans, Orleans was a closed building, right? New Orleans is closed and closed. So New Orleans would have been ten times louder too, right? It was. It was. It was in. in pretty damn impressive I mean like I that's the first time I've been in, in the New Orleans Stadium 
I've always heard from wrestling, like the wrestlers, they always say it's weird to tell what the crowd reaction is yeah. because when it's like you said, New Jersey, the it's, sound just goes uh, up into the just atmosphere. Goes up and dissipates in the air and yeah. it's all gone. But, but when there's a roof, it, it, it reverberates. It, it reverberates. Right? Yeah, it, it comes back down to you. You hear the, the the crowd, or you hear the beach ball mania chants and stuff like that. <laughs> you don't want that though. No, no. So was it like that much louder in New Orleans? It was, it was way louder in New Orleans because hmm. you're inside a enclosed area with. 90,000 people screaming. What were the loudest moments? Uh, Nakamura's entrance for New Orleans was pretty damn loud. Uh, Cena, when he came out there and everybody was like waiting for the dong. Oh, right. The and squash sudden, match. And all of <laughs> a sudden, like, what? Were you waiting? Except somebody else? Hello, my name's Elias. <laughs> I like when uh, Cena attacked Elias last year. Yeah, As the doctor of thugonomics. Yeah, thugonomics. <laughs> hmm. Was the Rousey stuff loud? Ronda Rousey, I actually kind of left to go grab more beverages. <laughs> How do you make the Kurt Angle Ronda Rousey match your take a piss break? I mean, like, I didn't really care for when mm, fair the, enough. The, 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 I mean, like, the UFC type of thing. I'm not a big UFC type of fan, but I heard Rousey's supposed to be like, the woman of the uh, UFC fighting. There wouldn't be women's UFC if it wasn't for her. Yeah, it was like apparently she 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 won all of her matches within like thirty seconds with arm bars and stuff like that. So I'm like, yeah, I'm like, ah, it's probably one of those matches gonna be over quickly. She's probably going. She's going to grab McMahon there, Stephanie McMahon. She's going to grab her, the floor throw her, yeah. throw her in the arm bar, and matches over in twenty seven seconds. And I'm not going to miss anything. So I was going to go grab a beverage, come back, and all. I come back in time here. You suck. You suck. Kurt Angle's <laughs> music came out. So I was like, oh, great. Uh, this, I like this. This is great. If you remove one fight, like maybe her fourth fight that actually went to the second round against Misha Tate, and then the time she lost to Holly Holm, all of her other fights lasted less than 90 seconds. Yeah. Wins like, and losses. Yeah. Because she got knocked the fuck out in her last fight. Yeah, and like kicked to the head. Um, <laughs> that was home. Not, yeah. Home was a kick to the head. And then Amanda Nunez just boxed the shit out of her. Yeah, just pop, 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 done. Yeah. But before that, she was, yeah. But she she's... Just, she, she went in for armbar like, like seconds into the fight. But that's the thing, right? Like she's an Olympic athlete and... As much as people want to argue, Olympic athletes are up here, yeah. and normal, like a good athlete, is way lower than that. Yeah, like, like Kurt, it's like trying to fight. Like you are going to go fight your next match against Seth Rollins, and but you're like, yeah, I'm only in the league. I don't know I'm going to lose this match for sure. <laughs> yeah, and it's that's the argument, right? Like Kurt Angle was so good. At yeah, professional wrestling, yeah, but he, he's an Olympic gold medalist. So with a broken freaking neck. <laughs> yeah, and he did, which is scary. But he was just, he's a natural athlete. And I don't think Brock was ever an Olympian, but he was a college champion. Yeah, like, he won like. But I heard those two got into an actual fight once, and Kurt Angle tooled him. Yeah. Because there's. It's so weird because you would think Brock would win a street fight with anybody. Yeah, because like, he's, he's a beast. huge. He's scary looking. Like, like. This guy is going to, like, rip you in half. And But, like, yeah, I guess, like, Kurt Angle would have his way with him constantly. Yeah. Because like, he's an Olympic guy. Yeah, he could handle himself easily with... But And Rousey's the same. Like, she was bronze at the Olympics. But the fact that you go to the Olympics makes you a special person, yeah, right? Yeah, anybody that goes to the Olympics is, like, an elite-level person at whatever they're doing. Yep. Yeah. And it's just... 
and you could tell like she didn't look bad the match was good they protected her on her entire run and I think that it was supposed to end with her kind of passing the torch to Charlotte at the Wrestlemania yeah but I think Becky Lynch completely derailed it yeah by, by having her win at the, the Becky's two belts <laughs> I love Becky it's just <laughs> I, it, that's great like because she's got that Chandra look to her from Magic the Gathering yeah it's just that fiery redhead and yeah. it's just the entire thing like when you watch her 24 7 which is one of the ones i recommend she's completely an underdog story yeah um she hasn't had the greatest of lives right like and it just it shows her entire and now, thing now and, that she's getting these championship pushes and yeah. it's like, like wow she's actually really good at what she does and how the fans got behind her because i 100 percent believe in my heart that that was supposed to be a heel turn but the fans would not take no, it. No, no, they, they they were like, no, no, no. She's the face of the company. We want her to be the face of the company. We don't. Want I her think it was combined with people were sick of Charlotte winning all the time. Yeah, because they and being the, the the man and being Flair's championship titles wins and yeah, stuff like that. And, and just the Becky thing. The timing was perfect. I think that Becky was supposed to fight Ronda at. Survive. Where did she get punched in the eye by Nia Jax? Survivor Series? Yeah, Survivor Series. Right. Yeah, when they were Nia supposed Jax to go. Literally... And I think they were going to feed Becky to Ronda at that pay-per-view and have Becky lose and just go on their way to Charlotte, right? Yeah. But they had to flip stuff and Charlotte had to get disqualified because they didn't want a it, decisive win out of that. It was such a clusterfuck of It events. was dumb. Yeah, and then like, Asuka got one, thrown one, in there. One moment on Raw, they got Charlotte's in the match. And the next week on Raw, she's out, out of the match. And it was dumb. It was like... Okay, you want a last chance qualifier to get into this match. Now you get to be part of a triple threat. And I was like... And the fans were pissed. And I like when the fans actually get... Like the Daniel Bryan getting added to the Randy Orton yeah, Batista cause, match. Cause, that's because the fans cause finally... They wanted it. They wanted right. that match. They, and the fans finally spoke loud enough. And it's like, it's like, as see, much as Bryan Vince... should have been at that Rumble, yeah. winning that Rumble at number yeah. 30. Not. As much as Vince still pushes what he wants, he does finally listen if it gets to a point. Um, Daniel Bryan was one of those, like you said. And then Becky's the most recent one of those where the fans are like, like no, they, fuck you. No, we want her to be, to, to be uh, like, we want her. I'm pissed that she didn't stay Becky Two Belts for a long time. No, yeah. Because I, like. <laughs> the Becky Two Belts thing was hilarious. And I liked it. Right. And it's it was, like, it, was like, it lasted a month. Yeah, because like, she was on Raw, then she was on SmackDown, and she's got both titles. And it was like, haha, look at this. I got the Raw one. You can't win this one, but you can win this one, but yeah. you're just going to lose anyways. Because I'm right. also and the Raw just, champion. Uh huh, and she said she's willing to work herself to the bone and get up every morning, yeah, put in the PR. Both, be both, like both she programs. wants to be the man and do all the work associated with it. And I think they should have let her run with two belts for a long time. Yeah, just let her have the belts until like Survivor Series or something like that. Until Ronda came back, I think. Yeah, at least until. So I, I have a. And I don't want to say it's a bad feeling because I don't care, but I have an intuition that Ronda's going to come out at the Rumble as a surprise entrant for the women's one and yeah. win it. Yeah, and they're gonna rematch for, for actual with Becky and a, have a one on one match. I mean, yeah, it better be because if she comes back and gets a one on one match with um, Flair, I'm not gonna care. No, because like you want you want Ronda versus Becky. I'm is, already pissed that Charlotte beat Bailey. They just made Bailey look stupid again. Yeah, I mean, like the, Bailey the, just the, killed the, over buddies last night. She's, uh, I missed some of the shows. Her recently. hair's all cut off. What? Uh, or unless it was a weird camera angle, it looks like Bailey cut her hair shoulder length. Oh, because and she's she now, came she's out and all the little things popped up. Yeah, and then she had like 
a kendo stick with look, look like a razor on the end of it, and she slashed down all the little buddies. Oh my god! So she's not oh, oh, that that little girl fan that WrestleMania. The, the, she's she's upset right now if, she, if that happened because I she's like there was a super Bailey fan behind us at Rania, mm-hmm. and she's like that little girl, the little girl. She's like, would you like a sign? Because she like I was the first person that, that saw her, and she she's like, would you like a sign? So she offered me the first sign from her collection of signs that she had. Nice. So I was like, I love one. So I took a sign from her. I was like the hugger section. I thought that Bailey was going to be the female John Cena, as in never turning heel. Yes, and just be that merchandise money maker no that all the, how that all the kids attack, love, right? No matter how huge of a tactic she did, she was always gonna be face. Yep. And then all of a sudden, I was like, "Fucking Sasha!" <laughs> I shouldn't bitch that the Sasha Banks Becky Lynch Hell in a Cell match was amazing, and the the chair propped up in the corner yep. on the kendo stick spot, yeah, was brilliant, amazing, and it wasn't cheesy, right? Because no. it, like they said, there's been 37 Hell in a Cells. What the fuck are you going to do? Yeah, you can't really do much. Mick's else. gone off the top. Mick's four mm-hmm. gone off the table. He's through fallen through the roof. Through the cell. He's been through thumbtacks. <laughs> Good luck showing that up. Yeah, there's like, I mean, like the Usos versus the uh, New Day where they had the Keno sticks wedged into the corner so that the, one of the Uso guys couldn't get because they trapped them in the corner with all the Keno sticks. I must not have watched that one. Hmm. They, they, yeah, they, 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 they basically had one of the Usos Throw into the corner of the cage, and they also like they grabbed the candlesticks, or like they have about a dozen. They, 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 they basically poked, poked them through all the, the fencing, yeah. And so he's like this, trapped in the corner, like dozen candlesticks. See, that's smart too, because I've never seen that. And like, it's it's like it's kind of like the, the duct tape with Batista match with Cena, nah. but so like they had the candlesticks all wedged up in the corner so it allowed the, the New Day to two on one the other Uso oh and then well as the camera turned away some of the candlesticks kind of just popped out of the socket they were, they were in okay and so it allowed the, the like oh I'm no longer trapped anymore so I can pull the rest of these sticks yeah. off and <laughs> you get out of this corner and rejoin the match but like had the third New Day member actually Push the sticks back into place. Yeah. Prop more sticks into to help them lock them into that corner. It probably would have been much more better of a result, but the sticks kind of just popped out seconds after they turned their, their backs on him to two on one. The other. Think guy. they'll ever break up New Day? No. <clears throat> think you think New they're Day, the free birds for life? I think the free formula. Birds for, yeah, the free birds for life. I mean, like Lesnar taking the belt off of Kingston was probably one of the worst things they could have done. But not shocking. I mean, like... But when you look at it, he squashed Kofi. Seth squashed him. They have so many weird... Yeah, I mean, like, Seth squashing Lesnar or with... This means Goldberg could come back and still kill everybody. Yeah, because Goldberg is undefeated against Lesnar, I do believe. No, uh, at WrestleMania. WrestleMania? Yeah. Um, Goldberg went to Spearman, hit the post, and Brock then beat him. Oh, right, yeah, right, right, But right. no, like, Goldberg is like 3-1 and one and eliminated him from the Royal Rumble. Yes. Goldberg is like, what? Do we? He's coming back for Crown Jewel, I think. Um, I think he wants to have... Well, he squished Ziggler three yeah. times, four times. But I think he wants to make up for it because that Crown... Or was it Australia that he cracked his head off the post? 
It was Australia. No, With the Undertaker. Yes. Because that was an ugly match. And yeah. he almost killed the Undertaker. Yeah, the, that was one of the worst nights for him at that point. Because, yeah, he gave himself a concussion. Could, and then when he went for the jackhammer, his legs were spaghetti. Yeah. And he, he almost dropped Undertaker yeah, straight he, down he, on his head. That's, that's, yeah, I think you're done. Which sucks, because I'm sure they had some cool stuff planned. Yeah, they had Even if it would have been 12 minutes, it would have been fine, right? But uh, any, any kind of match that has old school wrestlers in it is going to get the crowd popping. Yeah. Like, you can probably have Hacksaw Jim Duggan come out for a surprise Rumble appearance. Some people are just going to He go does, off. everyone. That's what I like about the Rumble, is they generally throw in two or three old school people. Yeah, right? like Snook and Piper that one year at the, the, the Madison New Square Garden. Yeah. Madison Square Garden. Where they later came out one after the other. Yeah. And then, uh, who came up? Punk came out and knocked them both down? I can't remember who. No, Umaga fucked it all up, I think. Oh, yeah. Umaga came in there and dumped them both out. And then. Umaga's old necklace that he had around his neck exploded beats flew everywhere as well. <laughs> yeah, the Rumble is easily my favorite pay-per-view every year. Uh, I, that's the one I, I I like going to see that at theaters because you oh. get the actual crowd feel as if you're at the match itself. Like I guess there's people... I like watching it alone with like one or two people. But Galaxy Cinemas used to televise the... They don't anymore? They don't. They I think <laughs> they did Mania... Once in the last three years. Did they not get a turnout or how many people showed up with you? Um, I was at New Orleans oh, for that I one. Guess. No, but they had been doing it for like three, they, four they've years. Been, they've, they, I've actually won prize packs for WWE merch from New, from the Galaxy Cinemas because they had trivia questions before the show. They were asked like, what was Mick Foley's weapon called when he came to the ring at this, this match? And people were going like, it's a steel chair. Like I, I stuck my hand up. I was like, the weapon is called Barbie, or otherwise known as the barbed wire baseball bat. And the, the guys were like, "Wow, here's your prize." <laughs> Just give them all the prizes. Yeah, that's pretty much. Like, you can't win anymore. That's it. You're, you're done. You've already knew, like. You're, I was like, I knew answers to shows that were like impossible to know. Nice. I'm going to wind up because I want to. Do you need a ride home? Yes. Also, I'll um, take you home, and I got to go for a run before it gets cold again. Also, um, Laser Quest is, is is pretty damn fun, too. You should play a game. I go with my son every once in a while. I mean, like, I'm currently ranked number one in Canada. Really? Yes. Good Lord. Yeah, yeah. so um, I did. My 92 actually had a party they wanted to do, set up like to bring prizes to certain areas. And so I invited them out to Laser Quest. And I'm sitting there like, you can bring whoever you want. So they brought like some of the crew members and I want to play against Rusty from like Seth and Rusty's show. Okay. And they didn't expect it, but I absolutely destroyed everybody. <laughs> Do you have the entire course memorized? I, I have actually drawn up the map of the arena. I've actually recreated the arena in Quake. Oh. And the one guy is going, like, this looks like Laser Quest. And the guy <laughs> Where like, the towers are the same place. Every, every, like, like, all the ramps were like yep. literally too scaled, perfect. Like if, if you were like a character inside Quake, I made the map look exactly like as if Laser Quest. Nice. And I like I like playing Quest. I've actually just came back recently from the World Laser Quest Championships in San Ooh. Jose, California. Good lord. Yeah, and I did pretty well. I mean, like I replaced an injured player that was uh, for the Europeans because I was like one of those players that were emergency call-on players. Okay. So I played in the fun side event for the day before the tournament and then played the main event with a throwing together sounds A team. 
Hmm. And I was by far clearly the best player on that team. Nice. <laughs> and I'm like, why am I? God, I'm like, I would like to play again. And all of a sudden, like, the European guys were like, we got the question to ask you. It's like, what are you doing right now? I was like, well, I'm getting ready to go home. My team is eliminated. We're out. So um, the, they were like, well, the officials want to talk to you as well. So the referees or the judges for the event were like, do you want us to play? I'm like, I'm done. I'm out of tournaments. It's like, well, we have a ruling that says you get the, to replace an injured player on your team, you ask the staff member at Laser Quest, which they're okay. You ask someone from the general public, or someone's not in the tournament. And since you were eliminated, since um, like they're like, so we can grab him. They pointed at me. It's like, <laughs> yeah, you can. Technically, he's not in the tournament, so they want to. My team captain told me he's like, yeah, the Europeans want to talk to you, so I want to talk to the Europeans, and they're like, we want you to play. Nice. So I played for Team Europe. We want to finish fourth. Hmm. Did you get an honorary citizenship? Uh, <laughs> no, I got a trophy, actually. They, oh. they gave me a trophy that says, best in the world, fair play. Nice. So I want to, because I was, I just wanted to have fun, and I didn't care much for winning the tournament. Like, it would have been nice yeah. to win, but I mean, like, I still, at my age, 45, can still play against guys that are half my age. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, there were guys who were, like, 20-some years old, 23 years old. As opposed to me on Fortnite, where there's 12-year-olds murdering me. Yeah. And like, <laughs> I'm going to come over there, and I'm going <laughs> to... Thor. <laughs> right on. That's cool. I got to get wrapped up so I can get all my other stuff in today. Wait, wait, hold on. You suck. <laughs> Thanks for coming out. I did hold number 27 for you. Oh, so. yes. The, the Weird Al Naked number. Awesome. 